I want to remind everyone to go to HankStrange.com, sign up for our email list, look around the website. Uh, if you're looking for the podcast, you can find it there. You could always play it from the website. Uh, you could also get some patches. We have these cool Hank Strange patches here. You know, we got the, uh, this one right here is the logo patch, the, uh, the skull. Skull and crossbones, that's what I fly. And then this one here, I call the super suit with the blaster. We've got those patches, and if you guys buy those... Uh, while we have supplies, Lola's sending out some Gunvolt stickers with that that we got from the NSSF people out there. So go there. Big thanks to Walther Arms for supporting the channel here. We do appreciate that. Also, if you want us to uh, get some t-shirts, you can get this Keep Calm and you see the rest of it. <laughs> you can get that on Ballistic Inc. Just go to uh, BallisticInc.com, look for my store. There's a whole bunch of cool stuff there. You guys can get t-shirts and backpacks and watches and sunglasses and all kinds of stuff like that so do that okay we've got johnny b here i'm gonna hit the open hold on let's get the open going here come on welcome back to the hank strange situation lifestyle make sure you guys subscribe thumbs up ring the bell so you can be notified every time we go live uh wait how am i doing why am i doing this wrong okay here we go johnny b you know how we do this Jazz hands, homie, there you go, jazz hands. I hope you guys have your big girl panties on, because yesterday you went commando, you didn't have your big girl panties on, everyone had their uh, command, like, because if you're commando, what do you get scrunched in a bunch? I guess you can't if you're going commando. So, what do you say? Like, you know when they say you got your panties scrunched or your, do you ever hear that, Johnny? No? Your panties in a wad. Yeah, yeah. But if you're commando, what gets into a wad? I don't know. <laughs> Your emotions. <laughs> Your dangly bits. <laughs> Your dangly bits. In a I like this is what we started with. I appreciate the first thing that came out of my mouth was your panties in a wad. Thanks, <laughs> yeah. Hank. That's how we do it around here. That's how we do it around here. Uh, this is episode 636 of the Who Move My Freedom podcast. Like I said, our guest is Johnny B. The title is Why Are People Mad at Johnny B? That's the title. People are mad at you. Because you just, you know, you have that face. I, I hate to say it to you. I'm not trying to say you're not sexy. You're sexy. Uh, you know, I'll give that to you. But, you know, you got, you're like Gomer Pyle kind of sex. Shazam, shazam. <laughs> there you Think go. I'm here to tell you. <laughs> that was just gratuitous. Golly. <laughs> yeah, I hope everyone is smashing uh, the thumbs ups out there. Um, and Shooting Gallery, and he says, the ball, Hank. It's always the balls. Knickers in a twist from DCG 44s. Uh, Gary uh, Filippo says the bell does not work. Really? The bell doesn't work on here? I'm not sure what's going on with that. I know YouTube has changed up a bunch of this stuff, right? You got to ring the bell, but then you have to go and ring the extra bell. And then there's like you have to do a little dance and turn around and then ring some other bell. You would know better than, than this. Than I do. It's a mess. Let's just say that. It yeah. is a mess out there. Yeah. Uh, Night Train says it's called a chub rub. Stop, Night Train. Stop it. <laughs> We're going to get in trouble way before. This This episode, I hope, does it, you know, by the way, for the, any YouTube people looking out there, this is strictly for entertainment purposes. Comedy. Comedy. Only. Yes. Comedy only. We're here to entertain the people during these trying times. Yeah, that's what that's what we're trying to do. But yesterday, everyone had so I don't know. We're, I don't know if I even want to start there, Johnny. 
This is about you. We're talking about why people are mad at you. Let's let's start there. You want to do that? I think, you know, people are always mad at me. Like with what I talk about on YouTube, I'm not super controversial, Hank. I mean, mm -hmm. I kind of stay right in the middle. And sometimes there's people that are mad at me because they say that I'm riding the fence because I do look at an entire issue. I'm not so far in one direction. Trump train 2020. Mm -hmm. And people get mad at me over that stuff because I do. I'm old enough. You and I, Hank, Hank we both have a little bit of tread worn off the tires. We are not spring chickens. Mm -hmm. And the older we get, the more we can say, you know what? Ain't nobody all the way right. There's no one direction. It's not all good, all bad. Mm -hmm. And so I get in trouble for that. Yeah. Yesterday, here's what happened. Yesterday I did a video, or day before yesterday, I did a video just talking about the Breonna Taylor case. It is a mess. The ballistics reports are now in. I covered this a month before the national media would even touch it. And mm -hmm. I said, yeah, the apartment's probably shady. Kenneth, Kenneth Walker's probably shady. She was mm -hmm. probably shady. That mm -hmm. doesn't mean they needed to be gunned down in their beds in the middle of the night without due process and all of the things that protect us as citizens. Oh, I don't know, four words, innocent until proven guilty. Mm -hmm. And so yesterday I just said that and people got so mad. Not everybody, but there was enough to be able to talk about it again today mm -hmm. that people were hitting me saying, oh, and the response was was really strong, Hank. It was, she was on drugs or was pushing drugs. She deserved to die. All thugs need to die. She was pushing drugs. She needed to die. Okay, maybe she needed to be reprimanded or held responsible for putting drugs into her community. I don't know. I'm not mm -hmm. the law, but we do have, what's the two words? Due, Due process. process. Well, not according to Trump sometimes. Stop. Yes. Don't do it. Uh -uh. I'm not chasing Trump. that. Uh, I talk about, listen, like you said, um, I talk about Trump, anyone else out there that I feel needs being talked about. I don't care if it's someone in the gun community that does something crazy. I, I say this all the time. If you do something crazy, we can talk about you. If you're putting yourself, if I'm putting myself out there, people can, people can have something to say, right? You know, uh, yeah, and I do agree. And with with Trump and what you're talking about is the mm -hmm. due process second. Yeah, mm -hmm. we need to be held accountable for that. But you do not deserve to die in your bed in the middle of the night just because you were dealing drugs. And yeah. I'm not pro drugs. I am not some pot smoking hippie here in Appalachia going, you know, you know, I burned the reefer myself. No, not at all. That's not my point at all. Mm hmm. My point is she didn't deserve to die in a no-knock warrant. I know there's all sorts of guys already typing, well, it wasn't a no-knock warrant they knocked. Or they'll say, yeah, but it was part of an ongoing investigation. Yeah. I think someone, someone said that Brandon Tatum – Brandon Tatum. Did I say Brandon? Probably I said Brandon. Brandon. Oh, Brandon. He sounds like a good guy. Brand, yeah, Brandon Tatum. I think it's, he's Officer Tatum uh, on the YouTube said that it was not a no-knock warrant. Correct. Right? So I don't know. Which one's right? Was it not a no-knock? My understanding, it was not currently not a no-knock warrant. I haven't watched Officer Tatum's video yet. Mm -hmm. However, in my feed today, because my video just went out live about an hour ago. Yeah, I was looking Hank, at it. I'm, Good video. Like 50 people have already said, you've got to watch Officer Tatum. Got to watch it. So I'm giving secondary recommendation to the video. I'll watch it tonight after this show. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the but, things – go ahead. Go regardless, ahead. Mm -hmm. she didn't deserve to die. Um, so here's the thing. Here's the thing that I think about this, and I try to tell people this all the time. When things come out there, we do talk about things right when they happen, right? We could be here on air right now. Something comes up. The folks start saying, oh, do you know this happened? We could go look it up. People could be telling us things. We're talking at that point. We don't know what we're talking about. 
Yeah, true. Like when the whiskey when the whiskey warrior thing happened up in up north, and all of those people were going, and it was like nine o'clock at night, ten o'clock at night, mm-hmm. and there was YouTubers that were like, "Hey, this is you know direct infringement on his rights. Let's all drive up to New York and go after him." Yeah, it turned out about three days later. Yeah, we probably shouldn't help that guy. He probably needed some help from some social workers mm-hmm. or from some therapists. But the, your point is so valid, Hank. Is mm-hmm. that it happens in real time. We're doing the best we can day by day by day. And we're watching this one with the ballistics reports that just came out. It looks like Kenneth Walker's, his projectile hit nothing besides the wall. There was no blood on it. And it looks like maybe, maybe the one police officer that was shot in the thigh was friendly fire. Friendly fire. Yeah. Yep. So, and Kenneth Walker was the boyfriend? He was the boyfriend. He yeah. shot one time mm-hmm. and he was arrested. He he was sat there in handcuffs while mm-hmm. she died. She did not receive medical treatment for mm-hmm. over 20 minutes. And he was absolved of all wrongdoing and he is back on the street, thankfully. Right. And but, however, there is some charges pending against him, right? Because he may have actually been a drug dealer or something like that. Right. The narcotic stuff is going to is going to stand. But as mm-hmm. far as shooting at a cop, no, he didn't shoot at a cop. He defended yeah. himself. I, You know, and these are not people. People got so mad at me. Oh, Johnny, you're defending the thugs. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what is this, 1972 and you're dirty Harry going after the hoodlums? Yeah. Not at all. These, these are probably not people I would be friends with in real life. These are not yeah. my, you know, like probably not uh, people – I don't hang out with drug dealers, bottom yeah. line. But can we see can we see some complications in life? So first of all, let's look at it this way. She was a she was an EMT technician, right? Yes. Okay. So is it possible that she didn't know what her boyfriend was doing? It's also possible she knew what he was doing. I think but, I but, think this is this is just me. This uh-huh. is my guess. This is me talking. Mm-hmm. I think she was in on a drug ring. And okay. by, I don't think it was like some big mastermind where they were importing stuff from Russia. Mm-hmm. They they may have just been dealing dealing weed for all I know. Okay. Yeah. So but, right. So no, there's, there's all those different possibilities. So if the if the cops are going to get you. Why do they have to like? Why do they have to force their way in and all that kind of stuff? What you know? What what are they worried about? What are you gonna do? They I mean, maybe are, you could flush some stuff, I guess, down down the toilet or whatever, right? They but. tore the door off the hinges. Mm-hmm. They tore the door off the hinges mm-hmm. in the middle of the night. I think, and I say this a lot. They do this here. They did this here yesterday in my city. Mm-hmm. They don't get a kit up very often in smaller or medium sized cities. They get so excited about kitting up. They get so excited about using their pow pals. Mm-hmm. We had a suspicious package two days ago here in Johnson City, Tennessee. And Hank, you would have thought it was nu- nuclear warfare down at the post office over a, a package. We're talking bomb squad and robots and dogs. And and the, the I mean, everybody, fire department was out there because they don't get to turn on the blue lights very often. I mm-hmm. think it's also just their personalities. They want to tear the doors off the hinges of private citizens. Yeah. There's so many things. There's so many complications to this. I think we have too many laws. And and I, I think I agree with you, Johnny. I don't care for drugs. They don't care for me either, to be honest with you. So even if I was that kind of person that was into that kind of stuff, uh, those things don't honestly sit that well with me. I've never actually uh, tried uh, marijuana or anything like that. But I grew up, my dad, you know, I'm from the Caribbean, so... Good eye, Mike. Yeah, that speaks for itself. <laughs> but I knew the smell of marijuana. Like, that was one of the first smells I ever remembered. 
you know? I mean, I grew up with, like, my dad smoking weed every single day, listening to Bob Marley and all that. So I get it. It's just a lot of things that my dad did. I don't – I have just don't have that desire to do those kinds of things. And I don't either. Dan hates you in the mm-hmm. comment section. Also, big thank you to Dan hates you. He had a super chat for, yeah. for you there, Hank. Yeah, first super chat. But he chat. said, hey – Johnny uh, hangs out with moonshiner, doesn't hang out with moonshiners. Yeah, right. I don't care what people put in their bodies. I don't think it's the government's job to monitor what we put in our bodies. I I, I really don't. And so I don't care if people smoke weed or don't smoke weed. I don't think people need to die in their beds over it. Yeah. And I also don't, I mean, there's, you know, and we don't know, or unless you do, or it's in the reports, like if these guys were trying to sell heavy drugs or whatever it is that that they were doing. Narcotics is what what they're saying. I personally don't think that things like meth, crack, (laughs) whatever else out there should be illegal. We're criminalizing things and creating reasons to arrest people. Now, do I think you should be out there driving or doing something where you could take people's lives while you're high? No, I don't. And that's treat even, it like, treat that's it like even, alcohol. Yeah, that's even marijuana, right? People say, oh, but you can't you can't do anything bad while you're smoking weed. Uh, if you can't react fast enough, yeah, you can do some bad stuff. So, <laughs> you know. Um, but the thing is, one, I think that we've, we're criminalizing too many things. And there's definitely not proper training. There could have been a lot of different ways that they could have taken these guys out or gone about this that they didn't have to wind up uh, getting into a shootout. They did. It became, it became a whole thing. And everyone's taking sides. Everyone's trying to prove stuff. We were talking about Brandon Tatum. And one of the things I think with me is I try to be a balanced person. Okay? Now... When I look at this social media thing that we both do, I see there's people out there that get really big by taking one extreme or the other, right? So me as a black guy, if I go just all super pro-black, nothing black people do is wrong, <laughs> you know, hate the white man, There's pe- that I'm, I could blow up like that, right? There are people who will support that. If I go all the way over to the opposite extreme of that and go all super white, oh, the white man's awesome, I could blow up doing that. Or if, you, if I go all the way over to conservatives, any conservative issue, I'm all the way over here. I'm going to, you know, forget these people. They're useless. They deserve to be shot or whatever. There's people who are going to love that. If I go every single shooting that happens, the cops are trying to kill us. You know, literally, I saw um, Megan Thee Stallion, the rapper, say the reason why she didn't report that her boyfriend shot her in the foot, which I don't really think. I, I don't think he shot her. I think he shot the ground. She got deflections. You know, something she got hit with shrapnel, but she said she didn't report it because she was afraid that there were all these cops there and she was afraid if she did that, that they would just kill all of them. These, these are extreme that's in, insanities. Yeah. yeah, that's we, insanity. The whole yeah. the whole idea. And it's a joke and it's a great joke. Uh, Red Fox did that same joke on Sanford and Son in the 70s, you know, just mm-hmm. joking about like when his son was headed out, you know, if you get pulled over, you know, be really cool or else you're going, you're going to die. And they did that on Good Times. And it's a joke mm-hmm. that the data is that the vast majority of police shootings, especially police shooting an unarmed person, mm-hmm. they're shooting white people. Um there's data either way, but your point is so valid, Hank, in that mm-hmm. if you would chase one of those extremes, your mm-hmm. growth pattern would be faster because chasing one extreme or the other mm-hmm. is what people follow. And it's controver- It's funny that it's controversial for simply being in the middle, 
following the facts, having some logic, and not saying, you know what, I'm don't I don't have to be one or the other. My friend Maj Touré, mm-hmm. he gets flack all the time because he will not go one direction or the other, and mm-hmm. people hit him hard because they expect him because of the amount of melanin in his skin Mm -hmm. to be what they want him to be. And he refuses to fall into that box. Yeah. It's funny when the last time Maj was on, we had the melanin description, uh, discussion, excuse me, the uh, discussion about melanin and, um, and I, and I make snippets, right. If we talk about stuff, yep. (laughs) That snippet got so many people mad. And, I, and it's basically me just discussing with him because I've noticed Maj, I've noticed Kevin Dixie and some other folks saying, oh, you know, my melanated brothers or my non-melanated. And I was like, OK, I, I know what it means. Right. But I don't know necessarily what that means to the person. This is the funny thing about language. So uh, we just had that. What do you discussion. mean by that? Unpack huh? that a little bit for me. Well, I know what melanin means. It has to do, it's, it's uh, something related to the color in our skin, our hair, all those kinds of things. But I, I don't necessarily know exactly what he means when he says my melanated brothers and my non-melanated. When we go melanated and non-melanated, I don't know, because actually everyone has melanin. That's what has to do right. with your eye color, your hair color, your skin. If I don't know if you believe in evolution or not, but if you look into it way back in evolution when we were uh you know close ape man or whatever that was we had hair under that hair was just skin that looks like that right so we had hair and that hair was to protect us when we lost all that hair based on the same thing again uh evolution you know then the skin started the skin started changing uh in certain places to resist the sun right the sun is radiating and killing all of us so some people, right. the people that live people. towards the equator, yeah. the people yeah. groups towards the equator develop more melanin. Mm-hmm. I think, I think what it is, Hank, is just a, it's just a fun way or a more hip way of saying people of color or the POC. Yeah. That's I what know. I think. That's what I think it is. But you know, and his, he's, here's what I try to do. And I don't know. I wish the, the, I hope the folks out there would listen to this and try to figure it out. By the way, smash the thumbs ups and all that kind of stuff. If you're in here, we appreciate that. Um, I try to let people say what they mean by something instead of me assuming it. If I don't know what something is, I'm going to say, hey, what does this mean? Maj went into an explanation that I don't believe 100%. But I Was do. this the snippet? Was this yeah. the snippet you were talking about? Yeah. What did he say? Well, I think he went into it that like people who are more melanated – um, therefore, have uh, they they have an ability to do things that people who don't have that are able to do, and t- there's some truth to it, but not as much as you would necessarily think, right? Obviously, so he's have- saying that people groups. What he's saying, I know a little bit about those theories mm-hmm. that the people groups that tend to have a higher melanin content, they have uh, characteristics uh, that other other people groups do not, and that's a yeah. really tough thing because mm-hmm. example. Japanese students score three, four, five, six, seven percent higher than North American students in mathematics. Mm-hmm. Do the Asians now? The average Asian is a white person. The average Asian is either Indian or Russian. But mm-hmm. when we say Asian, I'm talking about Eastern Asian. Right, right. Do the Asians, the Japanese, are they better at math, or mm-hmm. is it cultural? Yeah, and I'm by the and, way, I'm Asian. Um, I'm good, good at the I old. Might. I'm good at the old math, but I'm pretty terrible at the new math. But gotcha. But That's it comes based down on to communism. Culture. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's not all about – it's not necessarily that just because they have Asian DNA that they're better no. at mathematics. We don't know. We really – we don't know. We don't know. But it looks yeah. like it may be cultural if they have a culture. So yeah. those uh, color theories are really, really interesting. All right. Here's a question I mean, for that's you. How, I'm, taking, I'm sorry. Let me, I just want to get this in before we forget. By the way, Imposter says, was that before or after we had gills? Trust me, dude. In evolution, we had gills. You can go – you can – you know, somewhere, somewhere there in the line, we had those. But, <laughs> you know, that's how Nick Cannon got in trouble. And I think there were a lot of people that thought because of what Marge was saying that he's somehow racist and this is like a racist thing or whatever. I even asked him, I said, is this a point of pride that we're saying this? Like, I, I'm melanated, this person's non-melanated. And, and, and the truth of the matter is there's very, first of all, everyone has melanin. The people who have a low level of melanin are uh, me. No, what uh, uh, what is it again? There's like there's black people who are really fair because then they can't go out and this albinos. Albinos have a very low level of melanin, right? But you actually have melanin. That's what's controlling your hair color and all that. You just it's your skin color is affected based on where your people evolved from, right? So. If 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 my folks are from Asia, Africa, or whatever, then they probably had a higher level of melanin in the skin to help resist the sun, so that you you could absorb it more slowly, and it actually does something. There are some people if they absorb sun really fast, it messes them up, right? You get like sunstrokes and all that, and this is this is connected somewhat to slavery. If if when they came, if when people came to develop America or the Caribbean, they found uh, if, if white people, for example, were able to be out there in the sun working hard all the time, then we wouldn't have had really the Atlantic slave trade the way that we did have it, right? Because they would have just used those people to do the work. Then there was this convenient thing that they decided to get into. Lots of terrible things happened. That was called slavery. When that ended, they wound up going to Indians. That's like how the Indian side of my family, that's how they got to Guyana because after slavery... They had to get someone to do, to do that labor who was able to resist the sun. If you can't use Africans, the next best thing is Indians. And they All did, closer to the equator. Yeah, and they use indentured servitude, but they convinced these people that, hey, you know, instead of us arresting you or something, you could go over here for five years or do this or do that. And that's how that whole thing um, – that's how that whole thing got complicated. Flying Red Shed is, said I'm Asian like Kamala – Harris. I think I'm probably close to Kamala Harris because she's from Jamaica. I think one of her parents is uh, mm -hmm. Indian and the other one's white or something. I think. Uh, I think it's Jamaican and Indian, I think. I think. Oh, so maybe black and – because what would Jamaican be? Would that be black? You're Jamaican me crazy. <laughs> she – when she first got elected, what's interesting is mm -hmm. the press, they did all that wild stuff – first Indian American elected yeah, yeah. for this and this yeah. and this. And she wasn't black until recently. Now, to be clear, <laughs> I, when I said the word melanin, uh -huh. I wasn't trying to go race theory at all. Right. I was just trying to be hip because I like the word and I think it's an interesting word. It's a great yeah. conversation. Flying I, Rich also did a super chat. So thanks to that, Flying yeah, Rich. He says uh, super chat for my super friend. Yeah, listen, I don't really think that those guys are trying to be and, – and, and by the way, I don't think that Maj – is trying to be racist. And I and we all get into things that we're not trying to do deliberately and we all have uh you know misconceptions or perceived notions of this thing or that thing. And we have to give each other some level of like leeway. 
We walk on eggshells, don't we? Yeah, come on. Let's, you know, let's like, ultimately to me, if that's a cool thing that you're saying, I'm, I'm good with it. Like, go ahead and do it, right? You know, if, and we if, can if it, if it we works. can absolutely we can absolutely disagree on yeah. things, and that's okay. Yeah. All right. There's military arms channel. He says this, he, Johnny. He took <laughs> from breaking six what, hours. What did you military What did you do said, to said, Matt? Is a horrible racist. Every time I'm around him, all he does is make racist comment. Write this down, y'all. <laughs> he, he calls white me sugar. White sugar. <laughs> <laughs> he smells my hair. I'm pretty sure he's related to Biden. Go what? break a six. Wait, hold on a second. You called Mac white sugar? I, apparently, I did oh. white sugar. That oh. should stink. <laughs> white sugar. Um, so that's bleach sugar. Well, white sugar. Yeah, white sugar, white sugar. Brown oh, sugar is always best. Huh? Less nope. melanated sugar is what you should call him. He's he's like my 2% <laughs> brother. <laughs> That's yes. pretty good. We have to, if we don't allow each other a certain amount of leeway, and, and, and if we're not capable of joking around with each other and having fun, you could tell when someone's trying to really hurt your feelings one way or the other. You know, that exists. And I think that's the terrible thing. But I think we've got to give each other some leeway. And a dude like Maj is a good dude. And he's out there, in my opinion, Smart. working hard. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so people need to appreciate that uh, a little bit. He says, I'm punching a cig right now. Shocking. Yeah, we were talking about that Glock. Uh, it's a P80, I think. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about that. That's what I want to know about. But I think Mac is coming on tomorrow, so. We'll be able That's to get good. we'll be able to get the skinny from him. What I realized from a video Mac put out recently is he's getting so old now that he actually cannot load magazines anymore. He's not capable of loading magazines. And then when That's you get when you get real old and you try to load a magazine and you start bleeding, you know, you might need to get like a home health aid, like maybe like a, a home range aid or. A walker? Yeah, a range walker. Needs to help him <laughs> he needs a range you, walker. You and don't know what I'm talking about, do you? You're like, what? I have what? no idea what you're talking about. Did he get hurt? <laughs> no, he, I was looking at a video where he was trying to load. He was showing this. I think it's the Strybog. I think it's the Strybog, uh, the Strybog gun, but the magazine is really tough to load once you get down to like past 10 rounds. <laughs> And he was showing it, and he's trying to force the thing in there, and then he cut himself, which happens to all of us. You know, I hate magazines that are difficult to load. No, I use that Maglula speed loader, and okay. I will not go to the range without that thing. Absolutely that's, that's not. universal, I'm assuming. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it is. Yeah, your old Last butt needs to get a mag loader, Mac, so there, there you go. Last yeah. thing I want to say about the race thing is this mm -hmm. thing, and, and even to Tim's point on there, mm -hmm. Mac's point, is this has to come out of relationship. Like mm -hmm. when you have a relationship with somebody and there's trust, and Hank and I, we've been friends for years now, mm -hmm. we can have good conversations. Right before we went live, you and I were talking about some different language things and different subcultures mm -hmm. have different language styles. Mm -hmm. And this comes out of relationship and we're not on eggshells around each other. Mm -hmm. We have mutual respect. Mm -hmm. Even Mac joking with me and saying that I called him white sugar. I've never called anybody white sugar. I think I'm going to start today. Oh, he's that I'm now. He's white sugar now. He is. He is my white sugar daddy. Yeah. But <laughs> okay. White now, sugar. Now that's a whole different thing, my friend. You just added. You added daddy onto that. 
whole white, different deal. I don't want any part of that. The white sugar daddy. But again, it does come out of relationships. All right, we're right. talking about the range. We're talking mm-hmm. about the Strybog. We talked a little bit about loading mags. Okay. We are in an ammo shortage. We're in a time where you can't get anything in nine millimeters a dollar a round. Have you been to the range lately? Are you still getting reps in, Hank? Who, me? Uh, so, yep. yes, I have been to the range lately. <laughs> Uh, usually I'm shooting on, on the weekends, um, unless stuff comes up during the week and I'm shooting. Um, so he, this is a super fortunate thing for me. Um, and I've tried to tell people before, I don't even know how it happened, but the guys, the, you know, the guys from Fort Scott munitions for some reason like me, so they sponsor me for ammo. So the stuff that they do manufacture, they send out to me now it hasn't, it, I've seen interruptions, um, during this whole thing in terms of stuff that comes out, but when they have it in, they're sending stuff to us, but we're still trying to conserve, right? Because nobody knows <laughs> how long this is going to be. So in our videos that you guys see coming out lately, we'll be like, oh, we're not really trying to shoot that much ammo right now because we, we don't know what's going to happen with it. Matt gave us uh, five bucks. He says, Here to white, here's to white sugar daddy. Oh, boy. This is you got to say that with some style. Uh, you can't you can't just mumble that, Hank. You got to have you got to. He's just want, a white sugar daddy. I don't want to say that. You Hank say it. like, uh, here's five dollars. He from here's the white sugar you, daddy or you something. Say it. I don't you know. say it. You he's your white sugar daddy. You say it. By God, by God, it's Tim from the military arms. He took a break from breaking the cigs. He said, here's to my white sugar daddy. <laughs> OK, I, we probably didn't need to hear that. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to Apple. Yeah, um, and Tavaria Malden says uh, Mac just won the internet. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So you're getting your range in, your range time in. You're conserving ammo a little bit. Yeah. Are you, are you able to find ammo down there? Um, so when I go out to the stores, there they, I have seen ammo in some of the stores. Some stores here are closed. They don't have anything. But there are stores that are open, and they have certain kinds of ammo. But then other stuff they're having a hard time getting. Mostly it's nine millimeter, uh, two two three type stuff. So that's what I've seen. I don't know what you've seen in your area. Yeah, it's tough. Like you'll hear that. I, I talked to Uncle Ricky tonight at dinner, and he's mm-hmm. like, he found there was a store down here that had unlimited nine and two two three at regular prices. Really. And his buddies, yeah, the other day, and they bought a boatload, mm-hmm. but now it's gone. Um, I'm mm-hmm. still doing a ton of testing for pewpewtactical.com, mm-hmm. and I went out the other day, and I mm-hmm. told the viewers, I mean, you have to be honest. I was mm-hmm. testing two Smith & Wessons, a 9 and a 380. Mm-hmm. For the 380, I had 100 rounds. I did a full, quote-unquote, wow. 2020 test mm-hmm. with 100 rounds, and that's just where we're at yeah. right now. But if you're honest with people, they understand. Yeah, 380, uh, there's, there's never a lot of 380 out there, you know? Um, and then it's I think, hard to get expensive. Yeah, yeah, and there's certain ammos that you're not going to dump anyway, right? So I'm not going to dump 308 or 65 creep more. I did a, a 308. <laughs> I did a 308, a big um, a test for Pew Pew the other day, mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago with a big giant Daniel Defense AR-10 and 308, <laughs> and I got full up with the biggest mag I could find, yeah. and I was just ammo dumping from the shoulder yeah. with a thousand yard piece of glass on it, just because it's to be dumb. Yeah. Well, I like I'm laughing that. because if it's someone else's ammo, I'm dumping the living daylights out. Yeah, I was, I was dumping Daniel <laughs> Defense's ammo. Yeah, if yeah. it's someone else's ammo, mm, yes. So uh, Max says, uh, that's the new normal, Johnny. We're cutting way back on ammo consumption. I expect we're going to have a shortage for the next six-plus months. 
I think that's a that? good guess. Yeah, I think it's a good guess. Like everybody, not just with the <coughs> situation, but everybody with with all of the stuff that's going on in the streets and mm-hmm. all of the things that are going on with ammo and all things mm-hmm. going on with actual hardware and guns. Everybody mm-hmm. thinks the day the election happens, bang, mm-hmm. Hillary's going to prison and all of a sudden there's going to be nine millimeter for nine dollars a box. Mm-hmm. No, I think Tim's guess six months. It's going to be next year, Hank. Yeah. I think it's going to be next spring. For sure. Um, let me get this in from CloverTac, and then I do want to bring up some news that I saw on this. CloverTac says, I've seen Colin Noir did a first mag video the other day. Pretty good idea. It's a great idea. 30 rounds or 15 rounds, whatever you got on the, the particular mm-hmm. gun. That's a great idea. I do a boatload of testing for Pew Pew, and mm-hmm. I'm having to change that as well. Normally, I do as many, as much ammo as I can, five, 600 rounds in a day, mm-hmm. and it's fine. Like, it is mm-hmm. totally fine to, to be honest and say, I'm going to, I've got one box of ammo. Let's see how it does. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show you what it looks like and how it feels. Yeah. So let me get to this real quick so I can get your opinion on this. Please smash the thumbs ups, guys, out there. If uh, if we got half the people in here to smash the thumbs ups now, we could probably get to 100. And uh, some of you guys owe me that after your uh, actions yesterday or last well, they night. Do yesterday. Which we, we'll, we'll, get in, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Remind me. But let me if get. If they hit 100 thumbs up, will you say sugar daddy like you mean it? White sugar daddy like you mean it? Actually, yes, I would. <laughs> hit those thumbs up, people. Hit the thumbs up. We're going to 100, and Hank's going to have some enthusiasm. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing Truth About Guns has this article. I'm going to get the headline and maybe a little bit of it. Remington agrees to sell ammunition business, including Barnes Bullets, for $65 million. Uh, it talks about Remington filing for Chapter 1, uh, 11, C, uh, 11 bankruptcy protection for the second time in July. Uh, the Wall Street Journal reports that firearms maker Remington Outdoor Company has agreed to sell its ammunition business out of bankruptcy to South Carolina-based investment firm JJE Capital Holdings for $65 million, plus the assumption of liabilities subject to better offers. And it goes on and talks about that. Uh, I'm guessing there's some ammo that was uh, tied up somewhere. What do you think? There, that would that would go with the rumors that I keep hearing. I keep hearing that the ammo is sitting in the shops. It is sitting on the loading docks. Mm-hmm. I do know there's some problems getting. I know this one. There's problems getting some of the raw materials in. Why? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of our raw materials comes from where? China. <laughs> China. 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 However, there is some there is some people that have said clearly that mm-hmm. the ammo is sitting on the loading docks. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine selling an ammo company right now? Like you're going to be selling at the peak of your stock not bad <laughs> yeah that that ammo is about to get so <laughs> just, you know it's gonna be i i'm thinking something terrible that my brain is like maybe it's, you shouldn't it's the say first it. good move that remington has made in a decade yeah and then uh max says jje capital is the group that owns psa boom dude psa i i heard <laughs> i heard some of their quarter quarterly numbers uh-huh. last quarter okay holy crap oh yeah um, PSA, so, you know, PSA, I think when they initially came out, did have a few issues, but they're very serious about quality and all that kind of stuff nowadays, and they're really organized. Uh, they're probably one of the most advanced uh, companies when it comes to figuring out, like, what things they're making or selling, and then making more of those and, and really getting all of this together. I know right away there's going to come a ton of complaints that every gun they put out there, you can't find it. This uh, I'm, I'm with that. I, the AK-74 came out. Um, we tried to get an AK-74. It didn't work out, but that's not a bad thing for PSA, right? 
No, it's not. And I gave an AKV away mm -hmm. about two weeks ago, and that was a hotly contested giveaway. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know. I I do not have any sponsorship with PSA. I've never made a, a dollar from PSA ever. Mm -hmm. I do think one of their best moves, and I love that Tim is in the in the uh, comment section tonight, is when Tim shockingly beat the hell out of another gun. They came back. That video they made, Hank, was fantastic, and mm -hmm. they put the little Mac brace on there. Yep. And that was really, really good value. And mm -hmm. so, I don't know, like, I've tested a ton of their stuff. I have PSA boxes literally waist high in my gun room, and mm -hmm. I do all that for Pew Pew Tactical. I've, I've had good experiences. I look at them like a Honda Civic. They're going to run. They're nothing special, but they do run. Mm -hmm. That AKV was actually kind of cool. Yes, I have an AKV. I like them. Um, you know, we don't have a sponsorship sponsorship, excuse me, with PSA, but we do affiliate stuff with PSA, right? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, might as well put up some stuff there, and uh, if people buy things, they can help to support us with PSA, but I I, um, I really do give them kudos instead of, because I've seen companies go after Mac and other people. I'm sure you've gone through it. I know I have. If you say something bad about them, I think they had the best response. Okay, that's an issue. We'll fix it. We'll call it the Mac fix. Um, and then I'll put up the Max says I started off not caring for PSA years ago and compared them to Century Arms. Today I say they're one of the best American gun companies out there right now. Actually, that is that's a big endorsement for Mac. And I and one thing I, I know, as terrible as he is with his beard, you know, being real big and all that awesomeness he can on magazines. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Mac will tell you if there's issues with stuff, right? Whether he knows those guys at the companies or not. And and I think that they're really trying. And I think that they're a company that's on the edge um, in terms of what's going on when it comes to manufacturing. From they have they have some manufacturing facilities here in Florida that I've visited and I've seen their stuff in um, in South Carolina. So these guys are really on the edge. It's just a matter of time before they're able to make what you guys want out there. It's just, it's always better to have the customers wanting more than you made too much stuff that you cannot sell. So that's how that works. Yeah, it's not uh, a bad thing. Not a bad thing at all. I yeah. feel like Alan Iverson right now, we talking mm. about PSA. <laughs> of all things to be talking about to stumble yeah. into is Palmetto yeah. State, but you yeah. know you can't get their stuff. They're sold out, yeah. and they run. They do run. I've tested mm -hmm. all of their stuff. It's incredible how many, how many of those I've tested. Yeah. Yeah. They the, run. The, AK, the AKV is really cool. I have one. Walter has one. I see him out there in the chat. Um, it's, a, it's a really cool gun, and um, I think they're coming out. The ARV is coming out soon, by the way. The ARV. It's coming out, and yeah. then eventually, yeah, it's, it's going to be cool. Yeah, they came out with the AK-74, uh, and they'll probably get more of those out there. AKV, uh, ARV, excuse me, ARV, I heard, is coming out, and uh, the Dagger is coming out also. Everything else got pushed to next year. So I don't know whether or not people are aware of that, but I, I reached out to them. Because what's happening to me is YouTube is going through all my videos, and videos that were previously okay, they're not okay. So we've literally removed something between three and 400 videos from YouTube. So it's not a good idea to just throw those back up there. So what I've been doing is, if it's a really good video and people keep asking me where is it, I do a little thing where I you know, look at the video that we had to take down, I recap it, I get in touch, see if... There's more info on that, and then I, you know, I record that, put it back up, right? Do some edits, and uh, 
in, in the process of reaching out for a video we put back up recently, that's what we found out. Everything else coming out next year, but we will see the ARV pretty soon, as well as uh, the Dagger, which is their, 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 uh, their Glock competitor, I think it's fair to say. Perfection. Yeah, it's it's uh, they say it's not a it's not a Glock, and I think they did build it from the ground up. I know I know a lot of people will compare it to the Glock, uh, but technically it's not a Glock. So. Yeah, and a lot of folks do that. I've got a pair of the of the Faxon Firearms. Mm -hmm. uh, they're Glock competitors, mm -hmm. and they've got the uh, the Patriot and the Hell Hellfire. I've got mm -hmm. both of them. They're fantastic. You like those? Yeah, I do. Okay. And yeah. I mean, you're gonna pay. You're they're paying. good looking guns. They're gorgeous. The box they come in is incredible. And, yeah. Yeah. But it's my son was looking at it last night, and he's like, what is this? I said, it's a Glock with no Glock parts. Mm -hmm. And they, I think they did almost everything in-house except for the actual frame, I think, was subcontracted through Polymer 80. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, you know, it's, it's the age we live in right now. Everybody's yeah. doing a Glock and because they run. Yeah, I mean, I think you've got to you got to give it to Glock on that one, right? <laughs> when everyone, whenever it's, it's so frustrating about Glock that they refuse to put out the Glock carbine or give us anything, <laughs> anything interesting. <laughs> Just another Glock. Ooh, this one's the, the X, the forty three X. It's yeah. so different. This one is in peanut butter color. Boy, yeah, it's, it's the same stuff. Yeah, over, what did they do? I again. think they made the. Um, I think they made the forty three X. You can. It's uh, optic ready or something like that. That's yeah, yeah. That's the great innovating, and they have people fly in. I have buddies that'll fly in. You're some of your friends. Mm -hmm. Will fly into uh, to Georgia, to Smyrna, mm -hmm. and or Augusta, wherever it is in Georgia, and the, the big release day, and they'll text me from the bathroom like 30 minutes later, and I'm like, <laughs> is it innovative? Do we have the carbine? They're like, uh, yeah. it takes an optic now. Yeah. Oh, cool. So you're keeping up with Canic? Yeah. So you believe in the carbine too? I just want to get this on record. Do I believe it's coming? No, do because here's what I believe: they have a carbine. It's in the safe somewhere. They refuse to I put that out. I think they have multiple carbines. I would say they have a whole slew of carbines in oh, really? Austria. I tell okay. you who could tell us, and he won't is James Reeves, short shorts James Reeves, because he okay. went in December. He went and hung out with Gaston, oh. Gaston Glock, <laughs> and hung out with him. Okay. Uh, my buddy John Crump, what's up, man? He had Glock P80. Yeah, I'm excited yeah, about that one. Cool. What about you, Hank? Yeah, I'm excited about that. The only person I know that has one is Mac. As you, uh, let's see. I think he, if you, if you uh, support him on Patreon, you probably seen it. I was looking at that video. He says the first time I was excited about Glock was in 1986. The next time I was excited about a new Glock was the year was this year and the introduction of the P80. So does anyone? Thirty-four get that? years. Yeah, but does anyone get that? Uh, does anyone get that? And John Crump gave us two bucks. He says uh, Glock P80 question mark. So um, let Mac know if you understand what he's talking about there. First time he was excited was 1986, and the next time he was excited is this year and the P80. What do you does, do? You do you get that, Johnny? Is that when Glock came out? So the first the first Glock came out. Yes, they came out in '86, and yeah. then he says he's excited this year. Because it's the same gun. It's the same gun, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same gun. I know I you were it. thinking I it. it. I know oh, I got like, it. I it, got it. Yeah, wasn't it I'm, the same? No, you're going to have to move a little faster to get one <laughs> to get one by me. All right, speaking of guns that okay. came out, this is 
This is not an advertisement. I've okay. got no affiliation with any right. of these people. Yeah. But today, finally, the Thunder Ranch Aero Precision came out. And right. so I had to debate. I'm old, Hank. Mm-hmm. And so I had to debate. I wanted one. I went out to Thunder Ranch back in June, and mm-hmm. I used uh, serial number 001, Clint Smith's own personal gun, okay? Mm-hmm. In case you get in a firefight, okay? <laughs> and I used his own personal gun. I did a whole course with Hank, or okay. with, with Hank, with Clint. Clint, uh-huh. it, it finally came out today. So my debate, mm-hmm. old man incoming, mm-hmm. was did I stay up last night till midnight to get it, or did I, I set my alarm early this morning? And I can't stay up till midnight. That's way, 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 <laughs> way too did you way get, too late. Did you get one? Yeah, I did. They don't okay. have any uppers because PSA, not PSA, Arrow Precision Aero, sells Aero. their uppers and lowers separately. I've got the the Thunder Ranch lower bought. So purchase. what's the what's the thing about the Thunder Ranch? Fill me in on that. I haven't really been following that. What's it there? is all to Clint Smith's personal specs or his recommendations. Okay. Uh, it's a slick side, so there's no forward assist. Why would you want to cram something in that doesn't want to go in there already? Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then it also is uh, you can see inside the side of the magwell in mm-hmm. case there's a jam in there, and then okay. everything else is his specifications. Mm-hmm. It's a James Reeves said at first he thought it was uh, too cheap to be good. Mm-hmm. And after he and I went and took that class, he said it's too good to be cheap. And mm-hmm. so it's going to be really, really cool. I don't know if I'll upgrade my trigger in it or not. I'm a Geisley snob, but I'm pumped about it. It came out huh. today. So, okay. What what was it going for? What are they selling it for? Uh, the, the complete lower, I paid full retail mm-hmm. and Heidi Smith, Clint's wife texted me last night. I said, I don't know if I need to stay up too late or get up too early. She's <laughs> like, you know, you, you know, you know, people like I'm going out to Thunder Ranch in three weeks with mm-hmm. the Aero Precision team. Okay. And mm-hmm. I was out there in July with the Aero Precision team. She goes, you know, you know, people. I was like, yeah, but I don't want to wait and have to send those emails. Yeah. The complete lower was three something, three thirty, three sixty, okay. And then the complete upper is, is five or 600. It's going to be under a grand, I think, before you put glass on it. That's oh. high for an AR, but it's, yeah. it's really cool. And you're still cool, going to change the trigger? What's the trigger that's in there? I don't know. Okay. I don't remember what's in it. I'm so you just one stop. of those. Yeah. Okay. So you just drop in a Geisley, even if there's already a Geisley trigger in there. You take it out and put another Geisley in. Yes, that that's guy. exactly <laughs> what I do. <laughs> what and do I'll you, tell you what I also do. So I'll take out that that dual because I shoot left and right, and uh-huh. I'm going to take out that dual uh, charging handle from Aero mm-hmm. Precision, and I will. I literally will take it out on day one and put in a Geisley, one of those Geisley super ones you're, with the you're big. You're from Tennessee, not, right? You you're from Tennessee. I'm from Tennessee. That's what it is. You think it is? We, we, it we is. like the guys. Yeah. I, I have a friend who's from Tennessee. He does that same craziness. What do you do? Like if you get a mil spec trigger, it's a polished mil spec trigger. What do you do? Just run with it? <laughs> yes. What's wrong with that? Well, like Tim was talking on here about changing out the AKV to the Fostech trigger. I love. Oh, well, yeah. Well, okay. I yes. love, love, love those, uh, those Elftman ELF triggers. The ELF they- trigger is freaking rad in my in my uh yeah elfman makes good triggers yeah yes yeah i have an elfman changer i think i have a couple of elfmans but i have one in my bullpup uh i have a m17s in 308 from k&m arms and it's the best trigger i've seen in a bullpup personally in my opinion um you know and it's an elfman trigger that's in there so let me ask you there's a couple of things here i'm not i'm trying not to miss out on this because i know everything's going crazy in the chat by the way uh, we're close to, like, there's close to 100 people, maybe a little bit more than 100 people 
out there or in the chat right now, and we're at 71 thumbs up, so 29 more, and I got to say whatever it was Johnny was talking about. Um, so you guys just need to smash those, and we'll see if we can actually get Some good math skills, Hank. That math skill is you can't get nothing by you. Yeah. Not bad. You, old math. Old math. Old math. I'm good at that. It's the, you know, the Indian side. Uh, but basically, my mom beat me into doing my times tables and counting and stuff like that. Worth it. Yes. So uh, anyway, Geisley, did you see that Geisley, um, did you see the video they put on Instagram where they have like a, there's a, a bayonet mounted? Beating the, the hell out of that car? <laughs> yeah. What did I need to know what you thought about that, Johnny. You got to tell me. There was somebody, and I don't know who to give credit to because it was came out the next day. If people didn't see it, uh, Bill Geisley had a, a big bayonet and his knives are bleeping expensive. Expensive, mm -hmm. and they're he had actually one on selling that as a as, as a bayonet. They're selling that. Oh yeah, okay. yes they are, and those blades are are expensive. They have pocket knives and sheath knives, and they're mm -hmm. just high, man. Mm -hmm. But he was stabbing a car, like just stabbing, stabbing, stabbing a car, and the memes started almost immediately. Mm -hmm. And then a couple of the guys were like, "Hey, why don't you get keep your triggers from double firing?" And firing went on safe first before you do anything else. Oh, wow. I didn't and know they had that problem with the triggers. I thought there were some other problems with the handguards recently. There uh, was, and uh, they mentioned that in there. Somebody, mm -hmm. People have been dropping the handguards, and the handguards have been moving off of zero. Mm -hmm. And then um, somebody in the comment section needs to tell me it's slipping my mind. It was a big, big, big – we know his name. And – not Garantham, but somebody in that whole echelon of, of the runners and the gunners. And mm -hmm. he had dropped one at a dropped his gun mm -hmm. at an event and then it was firing while on safe. And what? it's only been replicated once. It's only been done once so far, okay. but that's a little bit sketchy. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. I did see, I think it was Sean from We Like Shooting. I don't know if he reposted it, but he that put, was his repost. Yeah. yeah oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> he put up. I I saw he put up a meme of like uh, what is it, Stabby or something from uh, Futurama. <laughs> yeah, know. Stabby with that doing the exact same thing. Yeah, the it's robot fantastic. trying to like stab someone. I, I yeah, I'm not really sure what's up with that. I think it worked well for them in terms of marketing. Because a lot of people saw it, although I was looking what at the What are we comments. talking about right now? Yeah, yeah. And they and that was like last week. It worked. Yes. Yep. So I, I believe they will sell all of those. You know, but I Can thought, you imagine selling a bayonet in 2020? I love bayonets. Mm -hmm. I got a new one. John Patton gave me a new one not that long ago, a Swiss okay. one from the from the 30s. It's really cool. It's oh, shiny. Wow. I use it as a as a letter opener. Bayonets mm -hmm. are cool, man. Yeah. I but think in a 2020, lot of having a new one? A lot of guys like them. When we were talking about it last week, Walter was saying that that's actually a pretty good thing. Because if you think about it, if you run out of bullets and you're up close, what you going to do? You might need that bayonet. Stabby, stabby. Yeah, you know, it might, you it might carry become... carry a hospital <laughs> beat them. <laughs> yeah, it might become practical. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm sure they're going to sell a ton of them. Um I I didn't I didn't even see that original video. I think I saw the thing that Sean did, and I was like, what is this about? And then I went over to Geisley, and there were so many views and so many comments, and whoever's their marketing guy was just answering back everything and going at people. And I was like, oh, this, <laughs> this is one of those get-out-the-popcorn moments here. So It's a good move. And, I mean, mm -hmm. like, again, of all the things that are going on right now, what are mm -hmm. we talking about? And I don't know if Diego – Diego's a buddy, mm -hmm. and he's a Geisley's marketing dude, mm -hmm. and – I don't know if it was him, but whoever did that should, you know, at least get a gift card for, for
for a hot pretzel at the mall or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Max says he did a bayonet charge on a deer last season. It was hair-raising moment. I won. Oh, dear. Right. (laughs) I don't know if that's serious or not. I don't either. I don't don't trust that dude. But I heard that people have done bayonet charges. Like we would, we had that discussion, and there were folks in the chat saying how, like, in recent times, in actual combat, people have done bayonet charges. What decade is this? <laughs> okay, I think Mac was in that chat. He'll tell us. He said he was saying, I think the British, the British did one. Was the last one? I think. Good eye, mate. Yeah. There's a buddy of mine who he went down to Georgia specifically to do a spear hog hunt. And like literally going hunting with dogs and a literal spear. spear. He had that cold steel. Cold steel mm-hmm. makes those spears. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I've seen those. Huh. I know it's a lot cold of steel. Is, I, sorry, is cold steel, is it Mall Ninja or is it real? That's a great question. Cold steel mm-hmm. is the nexus between yeah. Mall Ninja and quality. Yeah, exactly. It's it's tough to see where it comes out. Um huh. I know a lot of guys in Florida, they they go uh boar hunting with knives. So they have their dogs, and they don't want to wind up shooting their dogs, you know. Um, so they don't want them to get in the line of fire or anything like that. So they go in there with a, with a knife. That's how you do it Grown if you're men. a real man. Grown men. Yeah. <laughs> Me, personally, I'm using a machine gun. <laughs> hey, so what happened last night, Hank? What is the what deal? I'm, I'm staring us Did off. Did we get off there? The Did we get there? I don't know if what we got happened? there. I don't know if we, we didn't got get there. there yet. Yeah. I need to I know. know. If we got there. So last night we had on Jafari Jones, who is the head of uh, what's called Black Lives Matter 757, So, which is not the national Black Lives Matter. It's a Black Lives Matter uh, group that's in uh, Virginia, right? And he was at he was at some of these two A marches in Virginia. He's met up with different gun people out there. Actually, Rhonda Mary, who has been on the show a couple times, she was on last night. She met him, and he was t- he was telling her how uh, Black Lives Matter has been co opted from the original thing that came out years ago. It's been co opted by different groups and all that kind of stuff. And and his group isn't really doing what you see out what you see all these other people out there doing and they're more trying to change things and they're not getting involved in violence and all that and he's supposed to be a gun guy he's had some interactions for example with some boog boys out there and all that kind of stuff good good interaction so um i think john crump had him uh had him on i see john crump gave us a super super chat he says hank joined blm 757 no i didn't now here's the thing man the folks out there that, that watch this all the time, not all of them, some of them say, listen, can we have some other people on? Can we have some discussions where every discussion is not like, you know, talking to the choir, where we hear from other people and what they think about things? And I've done it before. Um, my first episode was with Vada, and I remember that's how long I think we've known each other, because I remember you getting in touch with me after that. So, you know, we've had other people on. So I was like, okay, let's have this guy on, see where he's at, talk to him. And we were, we were doing that. Well, folks out, the folks out there, those guys, and they know who they are, they got really out of hand based off of seeing Black Lives Matter in the title. And it was getting really crazy out there. Lots of really bad comments. I don't think we could keep up with it. And uh, there were things coming in. YouTube eventually, like, demonetized that video. You know, um, and there was a, there was a lot of stuff out there. People getting mad, and it actually got to the point where some people, you know, were so mad at me that they decided to not support me anymore. Like there was a, there was a guy who was supporting me on Patreon, 
And instead of talking to me about it, which by the way, I literally give my number out to people. See that? There's my number. I literally give it out to people. You can find it on my social media, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. And, and I've, I've spoken to people before, but instead of getting in touch with me and saying, hey, what's up with this? Why did you have the guy on? Instead of looking at the whole thing, there's people out there that got really upset. This one guy actually decided to uh, not support us on Patreon anymore. I've known him. I've spoken to him. But he didn't speak to me. He spoke to someone else who called me, and they're like, hey, I just wanted to let you know this is going on. Um, and you know what I did? I, I confirmed that he did indeed you know, stop supporting us, which is fine. And I sent him a message on the phone. I was like, you know what? I heard that you were mad about this, and... You know, you stop supporting us, and I understand that. I appreciate your support. You know, you can always reach out to me and talk to me about anything. I'm disappointed that you didn't get in touch with me, but, you know, reach out to me anytime that you want to. And he actually wound up calling me. And we spoke for about half an hour, and, and he told me why he was upset. I think there's a lot of people just upset when they hear Black Lives Matter. Why? Uh, because to them, it represents all these cities that they see burning down, right? And it represents that because, you know, the, the folks out there who are white, they feel like Black Lives Matter means that I'm somehow a racist if they're a white person, you know? And there's a lot of negativity. I think a lot of this has to do with the media, lots of different things going on. Um, so we, ha we had this whole discussion and I told him, look, you know, I just, I'm calling you because I want you to know you could call me. I'm not trying to convince you to support me or anything like that. You know, uh, you're entitled to your opinion on this, but we did it like I did it because why shouldn't we talk to these guys? Why shouldn't we get them on the record about what they believe? Why shouldn't we have conversations with them? Um, I think, you know, that it's 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 a really important thing to do. And if you look at it, you'll see there's some commonalities that we had. There were some places where he said some things that I didn't agree with. And I told him, hey, this is how I think about it. And all of that, I, I feel, is, is, uh, is really important. But we don't need to beat up people. Like, I don't feel I should invite someone to come on here and then just, you know, pummel them and beat the living daylights out of them and say, oh, you suck, you're terrible, you're, you're, you're this and that. That's not going to benefit us in any way. That's what, What's that going to do? But I think a lot of people out there, their pent-up aggression kind of came out. And, and we settled everything. We talked for half an hour, and, and uh, we went on. He actually went on to uh, to go back to supporting us on Patreon, which I appreciate. But that's not why I had the conversation. Ultimately, I feel like if people don't understand what I'm doing, last this is episode 636 right now. I've done a lot of these, put a lot of time, lots of energy, lots of times I didn't go on dates with Lola, hang out with my family, lots of money, literally have a studio here for this purpose in Gainesville that I drive to. And when we leave here at night, Lola drives one car, I'm in another car. That's where we talk to each other while we're driving for half an hour, 35 minutes to get home. That's where we talk to each other because by the time we get home, it's late, we're tired. So... Um, you know, I just want people to know that you can communicate with me and find out why I'm doing what I'm doing, but I don't really think that we should spend all our time just preaching to the choir and not being able to understand where people are coming from and, and at least have communication lines with those people. And sometimes the, 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 there's bad guys on our side, and I talk about that. 
you know, there's people doing wrong things on our side and we have those conversations. Sometimes people are flipping around. I had a police officer come on here, a guy who's currently uh, serving in Connecticut. He's a gun guy, a pro-gun guy. He came on this show. This was, uh, I don't know, somewhere maybe in the beginning of the year. And people lost their minds, including John Crump, who's out there right now. He was on the show with us. He, I think he somehow came on the show and he was so mad and he was carrying on so, you know, so much over this whole thing. And then today that's kind of flipped, right? Today the gun folks out there are, are pro-cop all of a sudden, even though if you, if you just go back not too long ago, there were lots of things that were like, why are the cops able to do this? So we have to, we have to understand these nuances and be able to uh, have these discussions, I think. I think one of the lamest things to say, and I said it on my channel today, is to say, hey, I agree with you. It's nice every now and then, hey, I agree with you, Hank. Mm -hmm. But if you want to have an interesting conversation, we have to talk about things where we disagree. Even somebody that you totally disagree with, mm -hmm. you have still have more in common than not in common. One of my best buddies here is – he is the polar opposite of everything I believe. He is a devout atheist. He is a devout – liberal. He is a literal socialist, a literal pinko communist. And somebody <laughs> say, Johnny, how can you be friends with, with a pinko communist? He's my bro. We love chips and salsa. We both want good roads. We want nice uh, schools for our kids. We want a safe place. We want a peaceful city. We want a strong police force in our area, not craziness, mm -hmm. but we want thugs off the street. And we want, we agree with a but much more things than we disagree with. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes just saying, hey, there's some areas where we, we are challenged is an interesting conversation. Somebody in the comment section just said, uh, it's your show you can have on whoever you would like. I want to say this. Name me, and I don't think you can, a better named organization. The idea of Black Lives Matter as an organization, they have already thrown up Teflon shields and no one can touch them because of their names and people get on eggshells just when you have a conversation about them level genius in naming that organization. Um, I, you're not the only person who said that, you know, so I, and I agree with, I agree with that statement. Obviously there's lots of things that we don't agree with this. This guy wasn't even, he's not even part of that, but obviously he's using that name. And obviously from the conversation, he believes uh, things that those guys were saying, but we have that, you know, we have that on record. He came, he spoke to us, he wasn't afraid of coming. There's lots of people who don't want to come here and have a conversation, uh, pro-gun people. Lots of people that those folks say, how come you don't get this guy on? They don't want to come on and actually talk. There's lots of people who only want to do those three-minute sound bites or minute-and-a-half sound bites and all that kind of stuff. So this, when people come on, you have to let them come on, listen, ask them questions. Of course, you can disagree with them. I disagree with him. Um, I remember him saying that he doesn't believe in the Constitution because of slavery. And I remember saying something to him like, hey, America's not perfect. We're working on it, and it's our responsibility now to, to do things to make it better. Those, those people are from a long time ago. They're not here anymore. We're here now. Okay, maybe that's the first time he's hearing something like that. Uh, I also told him, guess what? Um, you know, I've lived in Africa, and it's not—it's no better. There's way, I, there's way worse stuff going on over there, and you, you have no rights. 
You know, there's not, I lived in Nigeria, there's not really a constitution or anything like that, right? So if you get in trouble, you're, you're, you know, you're in big trouble unless you have money or power. And that's a complete, that's a complete African nation, right? Run by black people. So I think it's, you know, it's, it's a little disappointing that everyone out there just got really crazy. And, and even for someone like that, I mean, I'm glad we were able to work it out. But ultimately, I am going to do and say what I want to do. There's lots of people that have gotten mad at me and not supported me and all that. And I think it goes back to what I was saying in the beginning. If I picked one of these extremes and was just there all the time, even though I didn't believe it, I, I would probably be doing really, really well right now. But ultimately, I'm trying to talk to people and have conversations and, and, and help folks work things out and have someone to talk to. I don't really know anyone else that would actually give you guys a number to text or call. And people text and call me all the time because I'm, I'm really trying to help the folks out there more so than I am trying to. I, I need to pay for this. But, you know, the, the, the point here is I believe in what we're doing. So if anyone out there believes there are people who believe that because we had this guy on, I'm now down with Black Lives Matter. That's crazy. You're not actually looking or listening to me um, if you believe any of that. So, um, Here's a good question for mm -hmm. you. This comes from Mac. He said, because I said my buddy's a communist, and I don't know if Mac's kidding or not, but mm -hmm. I, I kind of agree with him, but I'm also mm -hmm. friends with my buddy that's a communist. Mm -hmm. Mac said you can't be friends with a communist. Hank, what's what friend? And, and friends, you know, it's a big – there's a continuum. This is not somebody that, you know, right. my kids – you know, we, we don't go on vacation together, but we do mm -hmm. have chips and salsa every now and then. We're friends. Mm -hmm. I'll say we're friends. Mm -hmm. Probably not super, super tight. We don't go to the range together because he's against guns mm -hmm. unless the uh, government owns them. How about in your life, uh, a regular friend of yours that really believes differently than you? Do you have any? Um, uh, I grew up with people who believe completely differently from what I believe. I mean, as I, I, I think I said this already, I was born in Guyana. And Guyana is socialist in the least, communist. Good day, mate. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, my parents were members of uh, the Socialist Party and all that kind of stuff. So, you know. How about in 2020? You hanging out with in, uh, in 2020, Guyana socialists? In, in 2020, I think that there are people who I know that are very liberal. I don't want to say to you that I know people who are just like straight up uh, communists and stuff like that. I've talked to some people that are anarchists. And all of that. I don't really know if I know someone that would say, oh, I'm a communist. I think there's a lot of people that have very socialist leanings and lots of people that I communicate with from time to time that, um, you know, they, they believe in a lot of this stuff that's going on out there. Ultimately, what I try to do is, is talk to them, explain things to them, give them a different way to think about something. I remember um, my, uh, my barber, who I talk about here all the time, who's not a gun guy. He is a gun guy now black guy and he was telling me that he's okay with the statues being pulled down he doesn't really look at news that much but he saw that the statues are getting pulled down he's like you know what i don't have a problem with the statues pulled being pulled i'm okay with that and i said to him you know if you think about it malcolm x talked about this right there's a lot of there's the the democratic party gives people black people specifically a lot of symbolic gestures but don't actually give them action. They don't actually fix anything. And they've had a lot of power for a long time. And I was like, if you're okay with those statues being pulled down today when it's someone else, that's really why he didn't care. 
because he's like, well, I, I, why should I worry about these white guys who are getting their statues pulled down? At some point, it's going to be someone that you do care about getting their statues pulled down. You know, but at the end of the day, these are all just symbols and they don't fix anything. If you pull down all these statues, but you don't fix anything, we're still we're, we're still back here in the same place. You know? I'm still mad about the, the Dukes of Hazard not being able to show reruns because of the General Lee. This matters, Hank. Oh, I think it does matter. I think uh, Dukes of Hazard was a freaking awesome was an awesome show. <laughs> could you do them Dukes them Dukes? You know, I think for me, yeah, I'm around these folks. Could you? Could you? I think one of the uh, things for me is I'm on the college campus so mm-hmm. often. I'm around people that are that are academics, and the mm-hmm. academics, of course, are going to lean socialist. And that, but theirs are less of burning cars in the street. It's more of an academic belief. But I have lunch every Friday. I have lunch with a Biden supporter. I'm having it tomorrow really? at 11 a.m. Yeah, every every mm-hmm. Friday I eat lunch with a, a buddy who is a flaming liberal, mm-hmm. and he is going to vote for Biden. And that makes me just want to sniff my lunch just a little bit more. Oh, okay. <laughs> and what do you do? You guys talk politics, or do you avoid the politics subject when you're hanging out? We do. We talk. We talk politics for years, and we've had mm-hmm. some some tough conversations. We had mm-hmm. one where I got up and walked out of a Mexican restaurant years ago. Mm-hmm. But again, we agree on a lot more than we disagree on. And uh, what's interesting to me and learning from him is mm-hmm. these folks don't believe it. Like they don't know that Joe Biden sniffs children. That's not some right wing redneck pro Trump train twenty twenty mm-hmm. redneck. That is verifiable and. It was a laughable inside joke in D.C. for 20-something years. They have joked about that on camera, Mm -hmm. about this dude and his problem with children. Hmm. Now, I saw a thing the other day, and I don't want to go full-on Biden versus Trump because I'm I'm fed up with all of it. But I saw a thing the other day. See what Mm -hmm. you think about this. You may have seen this meme. It said, ask a Biden supporter why they're voting for Biden and they can't mention Trump. Mm Mm-hmm. What a great conversation starter. Mm-hmm. Let's only talk about one candidate. Let's spend 20 minutes talking. No, we're not doing it. But let's mm-hmm. spend 20 minutes at lunch talking about Biden, what he believes, what he stands for, mm-hmm. and don't mention the right. That's a great conversation starter. It makes me want to go sniff my dinner. Yeah, absolutely. Let me get this comment in. Shooting Gallery NE gave us five bucks. He says, one of my best friends is a very left-leaning person. He likes guns but has a lot of values aimed towards socialism. We're still best friends. Shooting Gallery New England is a bro. He uh, is running a great channel up there. He's a YouTuber, and he has very poor tasting guns. You want to talk about the pores. Mm-hmm. People like to joke about the pores. That dude has got some cheap guns. That dude is all about the Jimenez. Yeah. And <laughs> We've had him on, on the his show. Channel. We've had him on the show. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to be talking about Jimenez. <laughs> Sorry, brother. Sorry about your bad tasting guns. Uh, Boss Hogg says, I'm black and love Dukes of Hazard. My family gave me... Uh, my nickname from the show because I watched it so much. So there you go, Boss Hog. And you know what? I mean, I remember a, a kid watching Dukes of Hazard. Man, I thought it was fun. You know, to see those guys running from the law, doing all that stuff. Daisy, you know, Daisy was awesome. I, I like those. Just a good old boys. Yeah, I like that. Stuff, never mean know. to no harm. Not at all. It beats all you never saw. Been in trouble with the law since <laughs> the, the day, day they, they were born. born. <laughs> yeah, making their way. What are we the doing? Yeah, what are what are we actually doing, right? What Did are we you, doing? That we're t- that's like American culture, and then we can't do it anymore because of the flag that's on the car and all that kind of stuff. It's a freaking generally John Snyder, uh, Bo Duke. He's got 
he has a great YouTube channel and it focuses around his car and it, it's just really interesting. That dude mm -hmm. is surprisingly, surprisingly red pilled and mm -hmm. great channel. Like I like, I do like his channel. Did you like the movie the remake that they did a couple of years ago? Dukes that Christmas, uh, Christmas cars. Uh, was it? I don't know if it was. Oh Christmas. no, you're talking about the remake with the Johnny re Depp. No, no, no. Oh, Johnny Knoxville. Johnny, Johnny Knoxville. Knoxville and um, what's her name? The singer. Jessica Simpson. Jessica I can't, Simpson. dude, I can't watch that. I didn't watch that. The premiere of that movie was right down the road from here. Mm -hmm. And I cannot watch that out of respect to John Snyder and Boss mm -hmm. Hogg and could you, you flash. <laughs> I'm not watching that remake. I heard the remake was unwatchable. Um, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it wasn't all that great. No, no. I mean, I still looked at it. I like, I love movies, so. I'll uh, I'll check out a movie if I can. So I did see it. I did see it. Uh, are you? What kind of movies are you into? Are you into sci-fi? I see you've got a. Let's show that T-shirt here. By the way, way back space in the Ford, beginning, baby. yeah, people were asking about the swag behind you. Let's see the space force. That looks good. What's the guy? Space force just came out today. I'm at Shall Not Comply, the T-shirt company, and it's Freedom Gear. And this shirt just came out today. I was down here getting set up beforehand, and mm -hmm. I needed a fresh shirt, so I grabbed mm -hmm. one out of the new box. So those are not even on the website yet. Space Force. God okay. bless the Space Force. Yes, absolutely. And what is the guy doing? He's got his hands on his face there. He's, he's like. thinking about space, Hank. He's dreaming about space. Right. <laughs> but he doesn't have guns. He should be dual wielding. He's got, he is. He's, he's, he's <laughs> welcome to the gun show, Hank. Okay. Come on. Okay. All right. All right. So listen, you're, are you into sci-fi? I am. I'm in. You asked me what kind of movies I'm into. Mm -hmm. I am a movie guy. I have written a movie textbook. I mm -hmm. teach a film class at the local college, and I am the consummate movie guy. And I oh. love. I freaking love movies. Okay. Of course, sci-fi. Why are you asking about sci-fi? What's going on? Well, okay. First of all, we do sometimes have like a movie night here where all we do is talk about movies and guns in movies like we might pick a movie everyone has to go look at that movie and then everyone who's on the show we talk about the guns in the movie and about the movie and all that so i will invite you to that because i'm a big movie buff and before i started doing this that was the direction that i was going towards being an independent uh filmmaker um so the reason why i'm asking you dune dune what do you think about dune i've read the books looked at the movies there's a remake coming out, and the trailer dropped last night, I think. What do you think? This is going to be anticlimactic. Two things. Mm -hmm. I have never read the book, and I know I have got to. I know, I know, I know, I know. It's on audiobook got... for crying out loud. I know for crying out loud. <laughs> and I haven't done it yet. So I've not even watched the – I've not watched the original, and I've not watched the trailer. Uh, friends were sending me the trailer last night because mm -hmm. I've got to read those books in the next couple of weeks, Hank. I've got to. Yeah, oh my, you've never seen the Dune movie. Nope, and I know all the spice memes. I know the spice jokes. I know because I'm, I avoid, I put on blinders. If I haven't read the work, uh, I you don't want absolutely, to see it. Yeah. I know. I, I've got to read it. I know. It's, I'm it's behind. It's great reading. I actually read, you know, big books. There's a ton of the Dune books, by the way. Um, so, and they're big I've heard books. if you get through the first 300 pages, it's amazing, but it's going to be a little bit of a haul to get okay. through that. And that's yeah. why I haven't, I haven't done yeah. it yet. If you actually read the books a lot like the Harry Potter books, um, you know, oh, by the way, uh, Max says he wants to be on movie night. Absolutely. Mac, you know, you're invited. He says me and Johnny make it happen, Hank. Okay. You guys are in, you guys are into movie night. The only problem I'm gonna have now, everyone's gonna be want to be on movie night with you guys, but we'll work it out. Um, 
whoever gives the most money who gets to come on and do movie night. No, I'm just kidding. Um, the, if you read the books, just like Harry Potter, the, you feel like you've gone through years. Okay, because there's so many details and things like that. And the movie obviously didn't have anything to do with it. I did look at the trailer. I thought it was pretty, I thought it was cool. There's obviously... I heard it looks good. Yeah, there's some stuff you could see there that they're going in the SJW direction. But a lot of it, I, I was like, oh, this is interesting. I'm a, I may actually want to see this. So what are the what are the sci-fi movies that you have seen that, that you're big on? Well, I mean, you're not going to get me to stray mm -hmm. too far. Like, mm -hmm. I've got a list in my in my textbook mm -hmm. about it's called the uh, the completely biased list of the best movies ever, mm -hmm. and and that does change. That changes regularly. I take movies off. I put movie new movies in. I mm -hmm. think, and I don't know if an apocalyptic movie is pure science fiction. I thought the new Fury Road, Mad Max Fury Road, a few oh, years also. ago was perfection mm -hmm. now it's the whole feminine the whole thing and all that stuff sure, but still a great great movie mm -hmm. i really really love the new blade runner visually mm -hmm. i didn't feel it was compelling the story didn't compel me too much mm -hmm. but visually holy smokes hank how mm -hmm. what a beautiful movie plus i love the classics my son is 17 he's almost 18 mm -hmm. and that dude is voracious in movies and so mm -hmm. i've been able in the last four or five years re-going through the classics alien still fantastic oh, that's an amazing movie. Alien. Predator. Yes. Still Good movie. perfect. Best Arnold Schwarzenegger movie ever. His best acting because he didn't say anything much. <laughs> Was Predator? Get you like Predator? Yeah, I like, yeah, I like Predator. I think that's his best acting he did in a movie. Get to the Joppa. But, you know, it, like so the part there's parts in that movie where he's really scared, like where he's hiding in the mud and all that kind of stuff. That Stick was on around. Yeah, it was like a, that's really good acting, I think. And I like I like Schwarzenegger is uh, movies, even some of the bad ones. You could um, not be more wrong. And that's being his best movie as far from an acting standpoint. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Kindergarten Cop, the the levels and mm -hmm. the highs and the lows. We see a, a dramatic performance. He opens with mm -hmm. a killing scene where he messes up the hoodlum big mm -hmm. time, but mm -hmm. then he has to show the tender and the soft side. Okay. We see an entire, a full, if you will, eclectic version of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, a, a real story arc. No, that was a good movie because it's tough to act with kids. Uh, one of his and to be clear, he can't act worth a flip. No. I mean, this is Arnold we're talking about. <laughs> one of his worst acting movies, but I really, really love it. Is um, oh man, I can't believe it just went popped right out of my brain. It's the movie inside of a movie. What is that? Uh, there's this movie where he was a movie character and he came out of the screen. Um, what are you talking about? Act this last, movie does not exist. Last, at, last action hero. Lola I've never seen Last Action Hero. The what? summer that came out, I know, hang on. The summer that came out, I was working for the Boy Scouts, and every movie, I, I was away at Boy Scout camp the mm -hmm. entire summer. Mm -hmm. Everything, and back then, we didn't have reruns, and, and life just moved on, and mm -hmm. 18 months later, I was in college. Mm -hmm. And everything that came out that summer, I still haven't seen. Not a single thing from that summer. Oh, Last Action Hero is a classic. It's up there with uh, Space Truckers to me, which is a terrible... I like terrible, I like terrible movies. <laughs> Because I'm into filmmaking, so I love a terrible movie, right? Because you can look at the movie, enjoy it. I'm a huge fan of Fifth Element. Mm -hmm. Look at Fifth Element like a couple times a year. Fifth Element's fantastic, and yeah. I know that a lot of guys, you know, they're all into Lilo. 
because, you know, she's easy on the eyes. But Bruce Willis is a bad A in that movie. He is yeah, fantastic. Yeah. That is quintessential Bruce Willis. He's playing the same character as John McClane. It's mm-hmm. the same down and out ex-cop or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sort of a tough guy. Mm-hmm. Sort of a regular guy. Yeah. But it's Bruce Willis at his best. At his it's best. the same character. Who, in, taught, you, who taught you how to negotiate? <laughs> That's good. That yeah. is some good stuff. Tiny oh, Liston. Oh, oh. Tiny Liston. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, man, I forgot... Uh, What's the name of the comedian that was in there? Um, Chris, Tucker. Chris Tucker was in there. That, that was oh, pretty Chris funny. Oh, Chris Tucker is so good in yeah. that movie. But he hated that movie. He thinks, you know, uh, he thinks that they uh, messed him up doing that movie. But I thought it was really, that was a really good movie. No, uh, Chris Tucker, and I know that he, he got booted from Hollywood for almost 20 years until mm-hmm. Silver Linings Playbook. Mm-hmm. But he, he had a nice little run there with Fifth Element and then, of course, both of the Jackie Chans. Not the three Jackie Chan movies, but the two, yeah. Rush Hour and Rush Hour yeah. 2. Yeah. Fantastic. And then, of course, he's Beaumont in, in uh, Quentin Tarantino's Jackie Brown. Yes. I, th- I think he's a good actor. I like him. I think what happened to him is he got very religious. I think uh, Friday kind of messed him up for for – certain things right in terms of you know he got taken advantage of but he blew up after that and at one point he was the highest paid actor in hollywood you know um and then he got very religious yeah i don't think there's anything wrong with him going the religious route i think things just got crazy for him and then he stopped trusting uh filmmakers and all that kind of stuff based on some things that happened in the past so the guy who did the jackie chan movies um i can't remember his name i think it's brett ratner that's the only person yep. he wants to make movies with, but we, we've seen him do small roles. So, um, Lola was asking about Raised by Wolves. Has anyone seen that? I think I think Mac Mac is into sci-fi. He said he was waiting for that to come out. I did look at they put out like three episodes of that. Do you look at a lot of uh, Do you look at a lot of this stuff, or since it's you know something that you do, you know you're, you mean do I look at do I look at a lot of what? Do you look at a lot of sci-fi things? Are you? Oh yeah. Okay. I like I, I don't have like a genre that I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, the older I get, the less I like romantic comedies, unless mm-hmm. they're really good. Like I've seen some great romantic comedies, and I mean, just th- some of the classics are classic rom coms for a reason. Okay. So I'm moving a little away from that. I like period pieces. The older I get, I okay. love westerns more. The older I get, the more and more and more I like westerns. I had a one hour conversation last night just about the movie Unforgiven, 1992, with Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood, yeah. And uh, but sci-fi, you know, I'm not really big hank on one genre versus another it doesn't matter if it's a good movie it's yeah. a good movie now currently we're in an era right now where they're making these big big budget space movies mm-hmm. and we're moving with ad astra with mm-hmm. brad pitt i thought that was i haven't masterful. seen that yet. i haven't seen it oh geez i just okay. got chills i just got chills really and it's a big big budget movie mm-hmm. a little like interstellar was big budget but um, mm-hmm. I thought Ad Asher was different. Like, I really thought it had a story. Plus, I just freaking love Brad Pitt. I mean, say mm-hmm. what you want. I love the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Gravity. I thought Gravity a few years ago with George Clooney. Yeah, it wasn't that George Clooney and uh, what's her name? Uh, the, like. What? Speed. Yeah. Uh, man, I always forget her name, but I know her because basically that's Michael Jackson. Um, what? People don't realize it, but really, Michael Jackson about? fully became a woman. Yeah, Sandra Bullock. Lola's reminding me. You don't realize that? You didn't know about this? Don't realize what? Go what? on your. Do you, have your do you have your phone right now? Go pull up Sandra Bullock, Michael Jackson. I've said this many times. Go search Sandra Bullock, Michael Jackson side by side. 
Just go do that. We'll all do it as a as a exercise right now. Everyone go pull up Sandra Bullock. I'm getting angry. I'm getting angry before I even yeah. type this in. And or how or, dare you or bad look up Sandra, Bullock, Sandra like Bullock, Michael Jackson, same person. And then go to images. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Boom, people! Boom! I hate you so much! Hey, you were dead to me. You were dead to me for 10 seconds. Same person. <laughs> if someone is... Gonna, so, uh, like a year or two years ago, people got really mad because there was some kind of movie and the person playing Michael Jackson in that movie was a white guy. And I was like, look, they they did the wrong thing. They should have gotten Sandra Bullock because she is Michael Jackson. I hate you so much. I'm, you've got Sandra Bullock up for life for me. You're welcome. Bullock's my age, Sandra Bullock. You are welcome, sir. She was in Gravity. She was fantastic in that movie. Mm-hmm. It was it was good. Interstellar, yeah. another good one. Absolutely solid. You would like Raised by Wolves. Max asking if it's out yet. Yes. They've got about three, I think it's three episodes that are out for Raised by Wolves. And it's actually, it's actually pretty good um, if, you, if you have the HBO app. Uh, okay, so let's go from sci-fi. Uh, what's your favorite, favorite rom-com? I like rom-coms, but I don't like to look at them with Lola so much. Sometimes I do. But the, the more chick-flicky ones, I definitely don't look at them with Lola. I look at it when I'm alone. Because I don't want to see, I don't want Lola to see me looking at a genuine chick flick. So I'll just look at that on my own. <laughs> but what's your what's your what's, what's your favorite? You rom-com, go first. Rom com, rom coms. Let me see. What's my favorite? My favorite rom com. Well, and it's hard to say favorite. And I, I don't. Even, I shouldn't even have said uh, that. I don't yeah, like saying put people in one. There's um, a, there's a lot. I mean, I really like Coming to America. That's a classic American movie. I think we could say that's a rom com, kind of. But I don't know. I don't know. If I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go us. with my big fat Greek wedding. I okay. thought that was low budget. I thought it was original. Okay. And I think it holds up very well. My big fat Greek wedding. Um, Rita Wilson, Hank, uh, mm-hmm. Tom, Tom Hanks's wife, Rita Wilson. Mm-hmm. She's the one that found it and mm-hmm. produced it and brought it to the big mm-hmm. screen. So mm-hmm. I think that's that's okay to choose that one. Mm-hmm. I like a lot of the a lot of the uh, standards. I mean, the standard the standard rom coms are funny for yeah. a reason. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of like more modern rom-coms that I could say. I don't know. They've gotten kind of. Uh, let's see. What's a what's a modern one that we could I could probably tell you if I like it or not. Uh, I thought Bridesmaids was a little bit funny. Bridesmaids, yes, that was funny. That was funny. Um, I'm trying to think of what other rom-coms that are out there that are like real big standouts as uh, rom-coms. This is an old one, but when Harry met Sally, that's a classic, and that's and a, it's a classic for a reason. Yeah, that's but that's one I could only watch like one time. So Jim Carrey, I think, did my me myself and Irene, and I know a lot of people don't like Jim Carrey. He's really gotten crazy. Uh, you can separate dude. the artist from the yeah. artwork. That's a funny dude. Me myself and Irene. I thought that was funny. That's kind of a rom com. Is it, or is it am my ideas of rom coms off? <laughs> I think you're 0 for 2 on, on defining <laughs> rom-coms, but that's okay, Hank. You know what? Uh, Did you, bat, you ever bat. see me, myself, and Irene? Here's what's interesting. My wife was at a stoplight in 99, 1999. We were living up in Vermont. She was at a stoplight, and the dude next to her in the car was having a seizure, like going crazy, going wild. And she looked over, and she goes, that looks like Jim Carrey. 
And then she looked again. She goes, that's Jim Carrey. And there was this massive rig on the side of the car. Mm -hmm. He was literally sitting there in traffic, driving himself, filming me, myself, and Irene. It all Uh made sense. She got home and she goes, I think I saw Jim Carrey. Mm -hmm. I said, they're in town right now filming me, myself, and Irene. So they filmed it in our town Mm -hmm. in Vermont that summer. So, yeah, now that's what we would call a black comedy. Very dark. That is a dark. You can't consider that a rom-com? You can. I mean, these the genres blend. It's okay. Max says, why are we watching rom-coms? My rom-coms have to have some kind of mix of Yeah, apparently, of you know, apparently Hank is not watching rom-coms. He watches... You, he no, watches what you're calling a rom-com is a chick flick. I'm sorry. Yes, that's a chick flick. It's a romantic comedy. Yeah. You're thinking it's not like romper-stomper comedy. I'm Hank Strange, you don't know that. what a romper-stomper comedy is. He's like, Die Hard, that's my favorite romantic what the, comedy. <laughs> what was the Brad Pitt, um, Angelina Jolie uh, rom-com that was out? That was Mr. Rom- and Mrs. Smith. Yeah, Lola had it too. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, that's a rom-com. No? What is wrong with you people? You're 0 for 3, Hank. 0 for 3. All right, next genre. Hit me with the westerns, Hank. Where are oh, you at? Uh, hold on. Military Arm Shadow says Fatal Attraction. Is that a Rob Com? According to Hank, yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. westerns. Westerns. Hmm. Um, I just I was just looking at Cowboys and Aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly is my favorite western. That's that's my that's my favorite. Ecstasy western. of Gold, <laughs> the song Ecstasy of Gold, and the final scene in the Mexican shootout in the graveyard. Yeah, name me. I get chills just thinking yeah. about that song. Yeah. If you're gonna oh shoot, my, my I think my what's my favorite? Like, if you're gonna shoot, just shoot. Shut up and shoot. That's Remember so that? good. <laughs> um, wow, my gosh, what a powerful, powerful yeah. movie. Yeah, um, but what's what I mean, do you think? What th- do you think is a top westerns out there? I've seen a lot of westerns. Um, uh, so the remake. So I've seen the Magnificent Eight, and I thought that was a really good movie. The remake of Magnificent Eight was not as good, but I liked it because my friend Sam Andrews of Andrews Custom Leather made all the leather holsters in that movie. And he makes a lot for a lot. I've tried. I've tracked his career a little bit. He mm-hmm. makes a lot for a lot of, of like serious, serious stuff. Yeah, movies, movies, and stuff like a that. lot of big movies. And when yeah, we went, I, to, I, when we saw that movie, sorry, when we saw that movie in the premiere, we went to St. Augustine where he's at now, and he actually came into the theater to watch the movie with us, all dressed up in cowboy garb. And the people in the theater would not stop talking to me after that. Really? They were like, who's that guy? How do you know that guy? They just kept going on. But we, we made plans to actually meet there and look at the movie. So Five styles of the locked and loaded. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty All right, bad. they're rolling in here in the com- in the comment section. The outlaw Josie Wales whooped him again, Josie. Classic. Two thumbs up. Tombstone. Yeah. Big thumbs yeah. up. Lonesome Dove. Old Yeller. <laughs> Old Yeller. Silverado. Absolutely an excellent. The opening, the opening five minutes of Silverado is perfection film perfection silverado ooh i got chills yeah. pale rider couldn't be better preacher oh so good uh, special Butch k the su- yeah. what's that special k says 310 to yuma i haven't actually seen that 310 to yuma the original is fantastic mm-hmm. the new one i like better there's not been very many westerns the westerns died in the 80s like killed off completely dead odors were mm-hmm. dead they've been dead for a while yeah. and then 1992 unforgiven came out and it was a legit western and then nothing happened like nothing came out. Then we did the Tombstone and Wild Earp thing. We did mm-hmm. those, and those are both fantastic. But mm-hmm. nothing happened. And then uh, all of a sudden, we had 310 to Yuma. 310 to Yuma is is mm-hmm. is glorious. Like, that movie is 
Careful, Rancher. That's Ben Wade you're talking to. Ah, what a good movie. I haven't had a chance to see that one yet. It's perfection, Hank. And then somebody mentioned in here just a moment ago, Open Range. Again, Kevin Costner is back, baby. Open Range, Robert Duvall and 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 Kevin Costner. Uh, it's fantastic. It's different. It's a little bit different. Uh, can, we get, can we get this one from Shooting Gallery? And he gave us two bucks. He says, Tremors is the best Western. I don't know if he means it's the hotel best Western or the best Western movie. But Tremors is good. We gotta say Tremors is good. Come on now. Well, what's interesting is is the, the idea. Tremors. Yeah, all the Tremors are fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what's interesting is what a western is doesn't have to be horses. It doesn't have to be horses and filmed out west. There are modern westerns mm-hmm. being told. Yeah. Um, maybe the movie Drive, which I think is glorious. Holy smokes, Drive is good. But there's a lot of movies like that. I mean, Han Solo is maybe the greatest cowboy ever he just Mm -hmm. happens to be in science fiction Mm -hmm. but that dude is a cowboy he is a gunslinger if there ever was a gunslinger Mm -hmm. so i don't like the idea of it's just a western now here's what's interesting there was a book i read not long ago huge thumbs up called the cowboy and the cossack as in the russian cossack or the cossack Mm -hmm. the cowboy and the cossack and in the in the prequel or the, the prologue to that the editor said that most people see Westerns, especially in literature, as some subgenre, a lesser idea, that John Wayne and Clint mm-hmm. Eastwood are a lesser style of movie. And I disagree with that. No, like, I mean, big time disagree and, with and that. And remember, remember that a lot of these Westerns were based on Kurosawa movies as well. I think I like those. Right? Those are the all Japanese. Westerns. Those Kurosawa yeah. stuff, those are all Westerns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see what's going on here. Uh, someone, okay, Strange Hornet says, and I'm just saying his name because he's got Strange in it. Everyone in here, if you want me to say your name, put Strange. No, I'm just, don't, don't start that. Um, he says, I know The Quick and the Dead doesn't really count, but it was fun. I thought it was a good movie, Quick and Why the Dead. Why doesn't that count? I mean, yeah. it's, you know, it's made for, it's made for a mass audience. It's mm-hmm. not made for a Western audience. They've got like modern stuff and it's a little more steampunk, mm-hmm. but I think Russell Crowe is really good in it. You've got a very hot, you know, who in that. Mm-hmm. And you've also got Gene Hackman. Name who, me a you bad know who, Gene. Who are we talking about? Are we talking about, uh, Stone? Sharon? No, what's it? Yeah, Sharon, Sharon Stone. Stone. Yeah. Sharon Stone, yeah, and her legs are in there, and a young Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes, very but young you, Ca- DiCaprio. You cannot name me a bad Gene Hackman movie, and that dude, he retired on mm-hmm. top. He's out. He's gone. Yeah, Gene so, Hackman yeah. was good, especially as a bad guy. Like, you listen, if if I had to choose, if, if I was an actor, by the way, my, my uh, older son is into acting. If I had to be an actor, I would go for the bad guy roles. Those are like, that's where you really get your acting chops in anyone who could play a good bad guy is a good actor i I fully agree with that and then gene speaking of gene hackman in westerns his role as little bill daggett in 1992's unforgiven directed by clint eastwood he won the academy award now i'm not big on the oscars they get it wrong more than they get Mm -hmm. it right however it's still cool Mm -hmm. he won his oscar for playing an anti-hero a truly truly a bad guy yeah did you Uh, see that did you see? I'm sorry. Did you see that the Oscars now they have all these requirements in e- in order for you even to be considered for They're an done. Oscar that you have the to Oscars have so many done. so many black people, so many Latinos. You you have to have this many people in this role or that role. But you can all you could be exempt from that if you have an intern program that hires this people. 
<laughs> That's crazy. And also, uh, black movies don't have to hire any white people at all. So that you can do a black uh, a black movie or a black comedy wow. and not have to hire any white people at all. Yeah. They are done. Stick as fork in the Oscars. We had a good run. They had a good 75 years. Done. They're done. They've been done. Uh, so did you want to get Max comment here? Waterworld, best movie ever. Changed my mind. <laughs> No, that's not that's not the right comment. Max said this. He said IG88 is a gunslinger, not Solo. Mac, go sit in the corner and think about what you said. Solo is a gunslinger, not the new Solo. We're talking about Han Solo, as in Harrison Ford, 1977, the first movie I remember seeing in the theater. Oh. I was I remember it. I remember that was your first movie. Yeah, first movie I remember seeing. Yeah. I remember the um, garbage compactor scene. Yeah, so that was my, like, uh, I think that was somewhere in my second or third movie, but my first movie I ever saw it outside, so, like, being born in Guyana, uh, there's a lot of Indian people there, so my first movies, I remember my parents taking me to Indian movies, but I have no idea. Hollywood, baby. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what was happening, but when we, uh, so, in when that movie came out, we were living in England, I remember that, that was my first time going to a movie theater, like a real, like what we all, when we think movie theater, consider a movie theater. And yeah, it was like I went to another world. It was like I went into a portal and went to this other world, and I never wanted it to end since that. You know? I'm Amazing. telling you, Hank, I, I mean, I get chills. Like people find out I'm a film professor and they're like, oh my God, That's you awesome. must be into like French New Wave <laughs> movies. No, I'm not a French New Wave. I'm into watching Pulp Fiction on yeah. repeat. I went in a few summers ago to watch Christopher Nolan's movie. Um, God, uh, Inception, oh, Inception, Inception. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and I walked out of Inception and I bumped in the dude that was sweeping. I bumped into him cause I had my shirt over my eyes in tears. I cried leaving Inception and people are like, why the ending wasn't sad. No, no, no. I literally cried because I knew that I would never see that movie again for the first time. I watched that movie in all. I'm telling you, I went back the next day with my dad. I cried on the way out of the theater just because it's that magical. I yeah. went the other night and saw Written on Bathroom Walls. It's a movie for 14-year-old little girls. I took my daughter, mm -hmm. and I still got excited over the popcorn and all that stuff. I had to yeah. watch some teenager kiss another teenager, but – Still, yeah. I feel you. I get excited. And yeah. I think that's the cool thing about gun guys. Like guys are getting also the the the, the chat comment section crazy was, wow. just now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're talking movies. We all connect with this stuff. All right, yeah. let's talk guns and movies. Guns and What's movies. one of your favorite portrayals of guns in movies? Doesn't have um, to be realistic. Uh, I like Heat. Heat is one of the most realistic gun movies ever made. Like you said, so Heat is, is such a good movie that I cannot easily watch that movie. She's got a great ass. <laughs> but you understand what I'm saying? Like that movie is so real that when you watch it, you because I, I think to enjoy movies, you have to suspend your disbelief. And when right. you watch that, you really sink into that. And there's so much. It's so deep, so complex. The shootouts and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it actually really gets your heart pumping to even watch that movie. Um, it, and it's technically perfect. I know that they show that uh, that tactical reload that they do, uh, that Val Kilmer does on mm -hmm. the street and when they're moving. And I don't I don't know all this technical stuff. I never served in the military. I don't know anything cool. But they did a lot of freaking training for that movie, by the way. 
I understand they yeah. use that movie for training currently Today, in the military. Yeah. And that was when before was, John Wick, which are which are gr- oh, good gun movies, but you know, it's before the, John Wick. When I was at Thunder Ranch a couple weeks ago, name drop, mm-hmm. we were we sat around the campfire and we were sitting around uh, the kitchen table one night and we talked about heat and guys that really do this for a living, not mm-hmm. morons from Appalachia, <laughs> but they were talking through that that movement that 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 Val Kilmer's character and Bob De Niro's character are doing as they go through yeah. the street. Mm-hmm. And apparently it is flawless. So I yeah. love your choice. You say mention yeah. a, a solid so I gun. Was, I, I've never been in the military, never been in law enforcement. I grew up in, uh, believe it or not, even though I'm a nerdy kid, I grew up in the hood. <laughs> and, um, you know, I could tell you something. The people who are deliberate in life, this is like a life lesson. There's deliberate men and accidental men. The deliberate man statistically will always win a fight. I remember as a kid, I was across the street when this happened. In the 80s, there was a shootout. um, And I grew up in Far Rockaway, uh, New York, very close to the beach. And there was a shootout the police officer had with this drug dealer. And uh, he had a, had a, a revolver and he went down to reload. And the guy had an automatic and literally walked up to him and put a bullet in his head, right? Um, I remember being across the street from that and seeing all the cops come in and, and it was a big thing on the news. The deliberate man statistically is always going to win fights. So even that Kyle Rittenhouse thing, I'm sorry, that kid had something because he was very deliberate. <laughs> now, I don't know. It could all be accidental, but what that kid went through and what he technically did is very close to textbook. So I think that, you know, when we think about that, when you look at that movie, you see it. These guys are deliberate. And I keep telling people if you like, so, for example, our guest last night said that we're in a war right now. And I told him we're not. If we were actually in one, you would see see a completely different thing. And if the real dudes out there that actually know how to do this and are deliberate, and I'm not saying they're all ex-soldiers and all that. There's some gangsters out there that are really deliberate about what they do. If we really went there, we would very quickly get rid of all those accidental people. Probably me. <laughs> you know, maybe you. But I'm we, gone. I had a nice life. I had a yeah. good run. Well, if we see some deliberate people out there fighting a war, different scenario, my friend. So I think it's very important when you see things like that to think how heavy and intense this can be. And in the middle of that, there are dudes, not a lot of people on the face of this planet, but there are dudes who can have bullets whizzing over their heads. I don't know if that's ever happened to you. But, you know, you, they can have bullets whizzing over their heads, whizzing past their ears, and still think and be deliberate about their actions. That's really, you know, uh, it's something. So, and it should scare the crap out of you. So... Um, yeah, I'm going to take a hard pass on bullets whizzing in the uh, in the room. All right, Hank, the uh, yeah. the comment section has done great. The viewers have done fantastic tonight. Right. They have crushed that thumbs up. It is now your job with enthusiasm Uh-oh. to give me some full on with your full urban what voice. <laughs> white sugar daddy. Uh, you just want me to say that? Well, you got to. So you may you might want to you know add something to it and be a oh. little more colorful. Do I have to say? But, do I have to say Mac is my white sugar daddy? Is that good? I don't I know think if that's you just good. did. <laughs> I don't know if that's good enough for you. That's uh, nice. Max yeah, says, good no, job, everybody. No Country for Old Men. That was a good movie. 
Yeah, and that's a Western. I mean, we we I've had conversations mm-hmm. about that. I've taught that film before. I've sat down with students and really broken that film down. Um, not in a dorky way. Well, it is in a dorky way, but mm-hmm. but maybe not in a film professor way, but mm-hmm. just in saying, hey, this is cool. Why mm-hmm. is it cool? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really, really good. I know that people complain about his suppressed shotgun isn't, you know, ta- tactically accurate or technically accurate. It's mm-hmm. just a cool movie. I do think this, Hank, let me tell you what, what I see what you think. Mm-hmm. When you look at bad guys in movies, who actually frightens you? And there's not many, I think, truly scary bad guys in um, movies. I think Hannibal Lecter was frightening. He, I think, I think, he, I think he was at the time. I don't know yeah. if that stands up to frightening today. He's still creepy. He's yeah, still very sure. well done. Yeah. I think Colonel Hans Landa from Inglorious Bastards was genuinely frightening because he is con- Controlled to your word, purposeful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I think he was frightening. I think I think Anton Chigurh, the character from No Country for Old Men. You imagine having that dude coming after you. He is going to find you. That's that's like Fred. Okay, do you remember uh, Nightmare on Elm Street? <laughs> when, when when I was younger, that was scary, right? <laughs> Freddy would be scared. <laughs> Freddy, Jason, all those dudes will be scared of that guy. You know, if you think about it, um, I'm trying to remember. I, Go ahead. What do you think about my comment of Hans Landa uh, in Glorious Bastards as a bad guy on um, level with that was, with Anton was that the Nazi because he's guy smart. that read the like when the guy it put was a up Nazi the, guy. Yeah, he put up the hand, like he didn't count four properly or something. What was it? Because no, that well, that was the same movie. Right. This is the older dude that was in charge of everybody. He was the one that was in charge of all the Nazis. He was in the opening milk scene. He's okay. uh, it's Christoph Waltz is the actor. Okay. He's the same dude that played the good guy dentist in in Django. I just think him as a oh, bad Django. guy. Okay. Not just because he was a Nazi, but because he was organized and precise. Yeah, I would have to go back. And, I would have to go back and look at that. Mods is it Mods Milken? Is that am I pronouncing his name properly? Or Mads Milken? Do you know who I'm talking about? He played. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, play, uh, yeah, he played Hannibal. That guy's scary. <laughs> he was scary in Casino Royale, and I thought he played a very good black guy, bad guy in Casino Royale when he had yeah. the blood coming out of his yeah. eye. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, that's a good, good bad guy. Yeah. So I can't remember the name of the general, but in Avatar, the the uh, the movie Avatar, not the like little kid flying around with the triangle on his head. The other Avatar movie, that general in there that was, you remember there was a general and he was using the mechs and all that? That guy scared me. I haven't me. seen it and no? I refuse to see it. Why? No. Why you Why you didn't see that? Because it, it's the biggest movie of all time and I think oh. just because I'm a, I'm a rebel, I refuse mm-hmm. to see the number one movie of all time. Should I see it? <laughs> I I'm think, a rebel. I think it was a good movie. I think it was a good movie, but that guy played a good, convincing, scary bad guy. He was like an old general, but he was buff. You've got to be afraid of that old general who's still out there training. <laughs> it's the, the only guy I know like that is Lola's brother. He's in the army, and he's still out there early in the morning running and all that nonsense. Rutger so, Hauer, speaking as an old, an old ripped-up dude, yeah, Rutger Hauer in Blade Runner. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, like so many tears in the rain. Like, that is a scary bad dude. Yeah, even the new, even the new Blade Runner – um, with uh, that that wrestler guy that's now big in the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy movies, he he was a good character. He wasn't a bad guy in there, but that was a good role that he had, even though it was just in a small part of that movie. I don't know if you saw that. I did. I did yeah. see that, and I thought he was fantastic. He was a little bit of a throwaway piece for him, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately. And what's funny is I don't think he's going to have quite the dynamic range of Arnold Schwarzenegger no, or so. you know. I, 
you know, maybe yeah, not, but, but he's going to be in Dune. He's going to be in Dune. He's, he's and I Dune. think what's interesting is he is hilarious in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Um, good yeah. writing. They used him as an instrument and a tool perfectly in yeah. that movie because he's not. Is it Tim Gunn? Is that the name of the director of the Guardians of the Galaxy? Something Gunn. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it's Tim Gunn, but he's he's a good director. Max says Pee Wee Herman is a scary. <laughs> what, what is like? <laughs> we don't know. Yeah, he's probably. Um, I've seen him play. Actually, you know what the the guy from um, Pee Wee Herman was in the Batman movies because he played Cobblepot's father. Remember that the Penguin? I don't know. Did you ever see the original Batman yeah. movies from the '80s? Yeah. Of course. So did you see the one with the penguin? That um, What's of his course. name with the penguin? Danny DeVito. In the beginning of that movie, Pee Wee Herman is his father. Oh, yeah. I've got it pulled up right now. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Pee Wee Herman's his father. So that's my response to uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Comedian over there. Dave Bautista, people are saying Dave yep. Bautista. So there you Bautista, go. Bautista, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I liked him. And I, he was also good in that um, – he was in that same James Bond movie, wasn't he? Because that car yeah. was amazing. That uh, what was it? A Jaguar, I think, or Aston Martin, something or other. That... Speaking of the new, the new James Bond that was supposed to come out in April, mm-hmm. they are about to release it. It's coming out in September. No time to die. I'm excited about You're excited? it. Excited? Do you like? Yeah. Um, do you like? Uh, what's his Daniel name? Craig? Daniel Craig as James Bond. I love Daniel Craig as James Bond. I think Casino Royale. My son and I have this group of movies that we call perfect movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, it's not, you know, it's mm-hmm. not Citizen Kane. It's not The Godfather. We're talking mm-hmm. about movies that just couldn't be done any better than with the script that they were given. Mm-hmm. My favorite all-time perfect movie is a movie with with Robert De Niro and Edward Norton called The Score. It's yeah. a heist movie. Good movie. It's flawless. Yeah. It's flawless. Now, mm-hmm. it may not be the best movie ever, but it's perfect. I think Casino Royale falls in. In that with that script that they had, I just think I get chills thinking about that movie. I've probably seen it 15 or 20 times. I can tell you where I was when I saw that movie the first time. I can show you the seat I was sitting in. It hit me that hard. Where are you at with the new James Bond? Um, I do like Daniel Craig. I didn't initially like him because he kind of brought caveman to James Bond. And I'm more of like a Sean Connery, James Bond kind of guy. So to me, um, I think Sean Connery was my number one James Bond and Pierce Brosnan. Um, I, I I didn't really like Roger Moore, but he was okay. But Daniel Craig grew on me, and and I think that caveman uh, James Bond idea was amazing to me. And I and I, uh, you know. well, it kind of came out of this is my theory. It kind of came out of Road to Perdition with Paul Newman and Tom Hanks and. Daniel Craig played the bad guy in that movie or one of the two bad guys. Mm -hmm. And that's when he played against type. He moved across type. He was playing the brooding, scowling, scary. Mm -hmm. I think it was a good move, Hank. Like we're sitting here in 2020. He's a a good actor. Did you see Knives Out? Knives Out. Now, I thought Knives Out was a perfect movie. They are already getting ready to do the next Mm -hmm. one. I think I don't hold me to that. It's a perfect movie. It, It got all the awards it got all the acclaim it was it's a 99 or something on rotten tomatoes mm-hmm. i loved it i loved it i loved it i think daniel craig was a miscast really i thought his accent was weird <laughs> just weird so what Why a, did they... what about the other movie that he recently did i can't remember the name of it but it was about these uh guys escaping from jail and robbing like nascar someone out there is going to remember the name of this oh movie. Yeah, yeah yeah i saw that i saw it um that movie, Lucky Something. I liked Lola him says. in that movie. Lucky seven. What's it called? I, Lucky I saw something. That. Lucky something. 
I don't think it's Lucky Seven. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Lucky Logan. Lucky. Logan Lucky. Lucky Logan. Yeah. Not the greatest movie. If you keep your expectations low, you will enjoy Lucky Logan mm-hmm. different, a yeah. little different. I think he's a good actor. And by the way, he was in um, he was in one of the uh, – what is the movie with Angelina Jolie where she was playing the treasure hunter chick? Um, he was in the second – yeah, Laura Croft. He was in the second Laura Croft. Daniel Craig. I, I'm an adult. I didn't see any Laura Croft movies. I'm sorry. Okay, that was those were actually not bad. They were they're terrible movies, and they had terrible gun stuff. They had cool guns in there though. You were talking about cool guns, no, no. Ed Norton, by the way, the best Hulk. Prove me wrong, right there. Ed Norton, the best Hulk. Did you see him? In, I, I'm not going to disagree with that. Mm-hmm. Did you see him in Birdman? Um, I didn't completely see, I did, but I didn't, uh, Birdman is one of those movies I didn't finish. <laughs> it's bizarre. It is Inaratu, so it is freaking bizarre. Yeah. And then Inaratu also did another good gun movie, interesting gun movie, because mm-hmm. you've got all the flintlocks in there, mm-hmm. um, was The Revenant with Leonardo DiCaprio. Did not and see that, did not see that one. I read the book yeah. and I watched the movie. It's yeah. got a lot of flintlocks in it, so yeah. I think flintlocks were kind of cool. Yeah, I you know I probably am gonna watch that one day, but there's certain movies that are so dark that um, I have to be in a very good mood or in a very bad mood to actually it's a western. watch. Yeah, it's beautifully shot. I mean, anything within Rotu is gonna be so beautifully yeah. shot. It's gonna be worth it. There's a there's a shot Once in there. Once you tell me raped camera- by a bear, I don't want to see the movie anymore. I wasn't right by a bear. It wasn't like that. It's it's worth you can get past it. Uh, but it's just beautiful. It's beautiful and the guns oh, wait, in Big it. Big Cliff is cool. saying Eric Banner, best Hulk. No, sir. No. Stop. No. Big Cliff, you need to uh, log off right now. You're kicked out. Out of here. Uh Motorboater says Ed Norton Fight Club. Ed Norton is a great actor and a pretty good director. He gets into a lot of trouble because he takes over movies that he's in. And he also faded later in his career. Like mm-hmm. we were talking, I, a friend of mine's really into movies. He's a colonel in the Marine Corps, and he's one of the smartest dudes. If he mentions a movie, I watch it. Mm-hmm. And we had a conversation two nights ago over text that he was. we were saying, who's the best of this generation acting? He, of course, is going to go with Leonardo DiCaprio. I don't mm-hmm. think you can argue that uh, now that Philip Seymour Hoffman is dead. And hmm. the best acting? I said, what about – well, of this of this this current group that's going okay. through, mm-hmm. and it's arguable. Leonardo DiCaprio is arguable. And I said, what about Edward Norton? He said, no, he faded in his career. Like 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 American History X, fantastic. Fight Club, fantastic. Um, uh, he did some great stuff early on, but then he, he got into trouble because okay. So I think one of the things in Hollywood is if you become if you become the reason why movies don't get made. Um, he's trouble on set. Yeah. Then they don't want you. And I think that's the problem. I think he is, I think he is a really, really good actor, but it's very tough for people to cast him because once he gets in there in that movie, he doesn't, you know, he's, uh, apparently he's trouble on set. Like, like Angelina Jolie did not make a movie for 12 years that she did not produce herself. Mm -hmm. And because she's a nightmare on set. And if you shut down and move the entire schedule back 30 and 40 and 50 days, Mm -hmm. because you won't show up to act. Sorry, they're not going to hire you. Mm-hmm. So that's tough. But I love Edward Norton. I mean, I really do. Now, here's a question. Andy also asked me this, the Marine Corps colonel. He asked me this. What's Brad Pitt's finest acting? Not his best movie, but his finest acting. Because the dude has got some chops. I know there's a window that he kind of always plays. And then there's some that are way out there, like Snatch and the like Dags. Mm-hmm. He's got other characters that are way out there. Um, but what's his finest acting? 
I really I did like his role in in wasn't it Lock Stock and Smoking Barrel? I liked I liked his character. Snatch. You talking about where he was, was the that, boxer? Was that Snatch that he was the yeah. boxer? Okay, yep. Snatch. I did like that. Um was it he was 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 he in that movie Mr. Black or what was the what was the movie? <laughs> Meet Joe Black. Meet Joe Black. Was he in that yeah. movie? Yeah. Yeah. Um I don't know there was he something was dead. Uh, yeah, there was something weird in that movie, but I, I I never saw like Benjamin Button or any of those things. So it would be tough for me to figure out something that I think he was in that was just like a tour de force of acting. I just like him because he's just a likable dude. I, I love him as well. I know his political leanings are Someone nonsense, James. Yeah. Legends of the Fall. My son watched that just last night and loves it. Uncle Andy made an oh, entire Guns and Gear said seven. I can't. I couldn't watch that more than once. What's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> What's in the box? Oh, hey, hey, Guns and Gear. Once you see, that's a movie. I hate movies that I can only watch one time. Detective. Oh, you can watch that again. It <laughs> no, is. No, I don't good. want to watch that again, dude. It is so no, good. I don't. <laughs> Uncle Andy made a case last night for for Brad Pitt's finest acting to be. Mm-hmm. To be oh we're just talking about it Edward Norton and Edward Norton okay Brad Pitt what were they what was Edward Norton and Fight Brad? Club Fight Club Fight Club and, yeah that you know, was him that playing was good Tyler Dirt yeah he had some highs and lows and he was truly frightening in in Fight Club as well mm-hmm. and I think that's a really and I started thinking about it I was like that's yeah. really hard to come against we're getting interview with a vampire oh he was good no, he was good it. in the oceans movies he was good in the oceans, oceans movies. movies he's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, armament and axes, log off. You're out of here. You're done. Your <laughs> Inter- privileges interview are done. with a vampire. <laughs> done. You're out. Guns and Gears laughing at us. You know. Well, yeah. He's that dude We're, that would like Seven and probably watch it over and over again and not like. I watch it over and over again. Oh, I, I love Seven. I don't know. I can't. Oh, yeah. yeah. Any, I mean. Yeah. I don't know if uh, I can Brad do that. in Inglorious, I think, is fantastic. That's good. That was a good movie. Jorno. Yeah. Gorlami. How about, was he in Stairs at Goats? The Men Who Stares at Goats. Yeah. Uh, was he? I'm trying to remember if he now, was in that now, movie. I don't know. I watched that. I'm trying to. Uh, Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor was yeah. the face in that one. He, he was the good looking. He was one. in one of those kinds of movies. Well, he was in the one where he was like that fake war machine, where he was the uh, like the general, and he was headed to Iraq to yeah. take over. But he there, was war. There machine. was one of those movies that he was in. It probably wasn't Stares at Goats, but it was one of those that he was in that he stumbled across something, and he was just really stupid in that movie. He played like a real stoner type of character. Well, movie. he was a stoner in in um, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. You're talking about the oh the Cohen burn burn after reading or burn something. after reading yeah, burn after That's, reading Cohen brothers. Yeah, yes, that is one of my favorite Brad. <laughs> Dude, Pitt can characters. I ask you something? How did we burn? Did we burn an hour talking about movies? You think this is a Schwinn? <laughs> is this Osborne Cox? I've got your stuff. <laughs> The security of your stuff. Um, Leo P30 SK says, I liked him in Troy too. He was good in Troy, actually. Troy was good. Mm-hmm. Troy was, uh, yeah, the opening scene. You talk about how how do you introduce a character? Yeah. Like the moment you introduce a character. Um, he John was a Wayne deliberate be- fighter. He was a, like, it, the, the, the character goes back to what we were saying. Very deliberate fighter. Scary. The opening when he yeah. comes across when he comes across that sand to fight the big dude mm-hmm. and gets him right just in the su- neck. <laughs> that yeah. big dude that, that he fights yes. in that. Yeah, he just that, did one move. <laughs> Done. That dude is also the big giant dude in Fury. I had a baby brother, and he was perfect in every way. Such a good, such a good um, movie. World War Z. Someone says World War Z. 
Yeah, okay. I'm all right with that. Yeah. 12 uh, Monkeys. You got to snap a lot for 12 Monkeys. That's Brad Pitt's character uh, with his hands. Yeah, and Bruce Willis was in there. I totally forgot Brad Pitt was in there. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, in there. he's, he's a yeah. crazy dude. You True know, romance. I'll, I'll get, great. Yeah. Great one. I'll give you some Brad Pitt um, trivia. Do you know that – do you remember Mike Tyson was married to – I forgot. Like when Mike Tyson was really famous, he was married to that chick, uh, something – Robin Givens. Do you remember that? Robin Givens, yep. Yeah. So Brad Pitt was hitting that. And, uh, <laughs> and Mike Tyson found out about that and was looking for Brad Pitt. Because I've seen him talk about it, he, that he almost got killed by Mike Tyson. Here's a fun story. When Mike Tyson went to prison, <laughs> I was uh, working with this group that was going into prisons and like giving 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 um, guys a good day. It was with mm-hmm. the music team. We went in and played play music for the guys. Mm-hmm. Mike Tyson was in the prison. We went into him. It was the first time in that state prison they released all the level threes and all the level fours to come into the out. And mm-hmm. I was on the floor with those guys or out in the yard with them all day. Eight hours I spent wow. with those guys. And I was 19 at the time. Mm-hmm. And Mike Tyson didn't come out to join us. No, I could have been in. Pri- I was in prison with Mike Tyson for a day. Yeah, but he didn't come out and see us. Yeah, so he didn't see him. And I, did, I wonder I if did. they let him have tigers in there. Probably not. They probably didn't Carol let him. Baskins. <laughs> Bleeping Carol Baskins. Yeah, what whoever you, runs through it. Yeah, one. we've got a minute. What do you think about Carol Baskins being on Dancing with the Stars? Go. Bleeping Carol Baskins. <laughs> I know her husband's dead. She fed him to the tigers. Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. I like Dancing with the Stars. It's a train wreck. It's hard to look away. Insanity. Insanity. We actually went through we went through this we went through the show and talked a lot about guns, but it was awesome. I didn't even know where it's nine o'clock. We did it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even notice the time going by. But it just I, I think that if someone's looking at this and whether you're a gun guy or not, and you're like, these gun guys just spent all this time talking about movies, we're human beings. We're real people, too. Yeah, we're real people. And the folks out there were with us. We didn't lose them. We still got close to 100 people in the chat right now. People have opinions on movies, Hank. Yeah. They do. Yeah, absolutely. Smash the thumbs ups if you love movies. Um, here's what I want to do since we're, we're coming here to the end of this. Can you tell the folks out there, Johnny B, how can they see you? How can they support you? Want to communicate if they want to get that very cool Space Force T-shirt or any of those other awesome T-shirts behind you there? Best way to find me is on YouTube. Just type in Johnny B. It pops up tomorrow with Spicy Friday. I'm going to be looking at all sorts of spicy memes. This one, yeah, this one is not even available yet, but I'm down at the t-shirt company today here in Tennessee called Shall Not Comply, Mm -hmm. and it's Rad2A Gear and shallnotcomply.com. This one should be on the website sometime tomorrow. Um, and and people are still trying to get us into this. Uh, Gun Doctor TV, shout out to him. He says, "What's the best canceled TV show?" I vote Firefly. <laughs> yeah, that was a western, also. But that's I, a great question. The best canceled canceled TV show. Canceled. Well, they canceled TV show. or they completed? Like I think mm. the best TV show of all time is Breaking Bad. Breaking but Bad. it wasn't canceled. It, it was completed. Yeah, I didn't see that all the way through. Breaking Bad, it's it's yeah. it's perfect. Yeah. I'm working through Money Heist right now, and it's a Netflix show. It's a Spanish show, yeah. Money Heist. Oh, okay. I'm on season two of that. It's yeah. some of the worst guns. Their guns, they are making them physically move to shoot them, <laughs> and it's hilarious. But the actual that's how you play cowboys and Indians. That's why we mess up as guys when we're shooting. We flinch because we used to go pew 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 like that. Pew, pew. Um, I vote for Briscoe County Junior. 
I'm okay with that. <laughs> That's my vote. Okay, listen, we're going to have to end this. Otherwise, we'll go for another hour. We can't do it. Tomorrow, we do have we do have Military Arms Channel, as well as Roy from Brownells, as well as my friend Walter from Safety Harbor Firearms joining us. You've got 30 more episodes until episode 666. I need you to make that happen on Halloween night. Oh, boy. You need to make this happen. I have to look at that logistically. I don't know how You're to do close. it. You're close. you got 30 episodes. You yeah. can do it. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll have to somehow look at that. We might have Maybe. to stop and not do the show until Halloween or do Maybe. extra shows or something like that. It'd be that. worth it, dude. Yeah. It would be worth it in costume. Yeah. So 666 if, if we get Halloween. If we get anywhere there, I'll invite you back on. Um, I, awesome. I definitely want to tell the folks to uh, smash the thumbs up, so all that kind of stuff. Big shout out to Walther. Stay right there. I'm going to play the end right now. Boom. Make sure you guys uh, smash those thumbs ups, ring the bell so you can be notified every time we go live. And uh, we're going to rip out the audio and put it up on iTunes and all the other places that you guys get your uh, your audio podcasts from. Uh, folks are listening to us around the world. I appreciate all those people. We got like a couple of people in Italy, people in Germany, all over the world. Good there's, night, a, there's like one dude in Iran that listens to us. Whoever you are, we appreciate it. Shout out to you. We are out of here. I'm going to give Johnny B the final word. Johnny B, what do you want the folks to know? I know tomorrow's Spicy Friday. What do you want the folks to know out there, my friend? I want people to train, to practice, to be mindful and purposeful how you live. The America, this country is worth saving. Let's go back to the Constitution and go back to what this country was founded on. Good, solid beliefs. And let's train. Let's be purposeful. Be safe. Get to the range this weekend. Amen, brother. We're out of here. Thanks so much, man. Really appreciate you coming by and everyone else. We're out. See ya. Peace.